Stones around the neck, no more like a millstone, a plumbing stone, by God. Damn them all. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Heart of Horror. I'm one of your hosts, Bo. With me, as always, the the lady of letters now, a literary luminary, a, a champion of the uh, the the authorial underdog, uh, Kay yeah. Pollock. So, since we last recorded, you have a whole new show you are doing now. Yeah, it hasn't officially started. Social media started. That's up and running. Um, just, you know, create buzz. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I get it. Marketing. Yeah. The thing I right? never do. Oh, God. Like, yeah, marketing is a fucker. And I'm, like, trying to do different, at least, like, some sort of output every day. And I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> I have no time. I mean, I have to do my makeup, like, every day, like, full on. And I have to, like, even if it's just, like, the five minutes it takes for me to do like a minute reel because there's always so many outtakes where I was like oh, I can't talk kind of thing like um or like I say the title of the book wrong or something you know? I'm like um and then I have to take it all off again because you know it's late and I'm knackered and need to go to bed and you know it's just like marketing is just such a such a bane and I feel like unless that is your only thing that you have to do like that's your job that's your full-time thing like I feel like anyone has to self-market it's just like so sick of it within about two minutes um but it's worthwhile to to see like the interaction and like the feedback and stuff so you know we move but um but yeah no it's a it's a, a new podcast about um indie authors and their books and basically they'll be like two episodes a month one will be a review episode of a book and then the next one will be an interview with the author um so that's first episode is going to be dropping in the next shit two weeks <laughs> um so yeah um it's called kate anjou's book reviews ah um, look for it wherever you get your finer podcasts about books yeah or just Anjou, podcasts in general it doesn't have yeah, to be just books i'll be sharing it around so yeah no like um Anjou is my middle name um and it rhymes with reviews. So <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering. I, I didn't know that was your middle name, or if you had told me, I'd forgotten. Uh, because no, I put like a little feeble. kind of. <laughs> I put like a little explanation up on the Facebook thing, but I don't think anyone like because my my Instagram handle, my personal one, is kanju thirty seven anyway. Okay. So like, I figure anyone who follows me on Instagram, like, they'll understand that it's some sort of even if they assume it's my last name. I'm not mad at that because one of the reasons why I have Anjou on Instagram and things is to remain a little bit of like, have a little bit of, um, what's the word? Uh, privacy. Anonymous. Yeah. Like, anonymous. Yeah, exactly. Um, and stuff. So like, you know, I don't, I don't really mind, but like for the people on Facebook who know me as Kate Pollock, like, <laughs> you know, they're like, huh, what's, what's that about? You just trying to sound poncy. Um, so I put like a little kind of like thing about it saying, by the way, because uh, I, there was, I sort of <laughs> said like I thought Kate Anjou's book reviews sounds better than Kate Pollock's. That's a load of book bollocks. But oh, that's pretty good though. But apparently everyone prefers that name, so I guess fuck me, right? Yeah, Kate Pollock's <laughs> book bollocks would be yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just in case anyone is wondering, Anjou is spelled like the place in France, so A N J O U. I would. Um, recommend yeah. if you haven't uh i i just read recently a 
anthology collection called Bad Dolls from uh, an author Ooh. named Rachel Harrison. Okay. It's, it's four stories that are more Twilight zone than they are like outright horror. Oh, my podcast literally, like I have got a bunch of fantasy and horror stuff because I've teamed up with this publication house called Quill and Crow, mm-hmm. but I'm not exclusive to them either. And it is open all genres. It just happens to be, I know a lot of fantasy and horror authors. Um, and that happens to just be what, what I'll be rolling out for the most part. But I am open to any kind of author. Yeah, I would uh, give her a, a try and see if you like. Yeah. I mean, just read the read the book and then. Uh, but I, I think she would be somebody that was, you know, open to that kind of of uh, kind of situation of dropping nice. in and having a conversation because. Um, and I think it would be interesting. Uh, as I was reading it, it's very, it's very female centric. Like all the stories are about sort of the female experience and in, in yeah. various scenarios. And it was really uh-huh. interesting. It was, it was, uh, um, you know, I had my favorite, like with any anthology, right? Whether it's book or movie or whatever, there were some that that really mm. land, and there are some that don't. But there was one called Goblin. Oh, okay. That was about an app that you downloaded and it was like this digital goblin that would scold you if you ate too much. <laughs> I need me one of them. And except in the case of the main character of this story, it was a literal goblin. And the story was very much about, you know, the eating disorders and the unrealistic expectations of how women look and mm-hmm. you know that that cycle of uh you know being an average build person and feeling too fat or too thin or you know the yeah yeah not the right people right and so it was uh but it was it was it was good it was like that story in particular i thought uh was really you know, fun and interesting and, and self-aware and uh, nice. Yeah. So a couple, eh, not so much, but that one in particular, I really that one liked. in particular. Yeah. I'll, um, yeah, I'll definitely check that out for sure. That sounds really interesting. Like, yeah, I'm not normally one for like anthologies, but I've picked up on a few lately that have actually been really good. So I think like the fact that it's like four stories as opposed to like, I think it's cause like, the, like, okay. So like, for example Stephen King's mm-hmm. anthologies like they always have like 10 of them right, <laughs> 10 right, right. stories in there and like it can be like a bit like I don't know like sometimes I I like there's like a bunch that I don't even remember because it's just like I don't know it's just so like there's so much going on and different stories and different things whereas if there's only like four or something three or four then that's like a good number because like you're more it, you can kind of still get a lot of story from it as well mm-hmm. so yeah i yeah. right i i could tell you something about all four of these stories but you're right if i you know read night shift or something from stephen king there is going to be some that i'm like oh i even remember that that story was in there uh you know and there is always yeah. it, when, when especially when you're dealing with you know something that collects like 15 20 stories yeah. There's always a couple there like I this is a stinker. Like this isn't even just a down note. This is legit bad. Yeah. This is just not a or great like story. It's, or it's just not even really like a complete story. It's more of like a thought process. Yeah. 
Uh, like, <laughs> you right. know, it's like three pages long or something, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what's just happened, and I'm not sure that I care. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, but we're not here to talk about books. That, that's no, for smart not. people. Um, and <laughs> and we don't take that approach with with this show. Uh, so no, tonight we're definitely not. <laughs> I mean, yes, we do. Sorry. <laughs> We're kind of talking. Nothing I do can be called smart. At best, listen. Are you a teacher? Well, yeah, yeah, but I don't record that. uh, (laughs) Which, uh, thank goodness. Um, (laughs) Oh man, yeah, 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 like boy, we we had a long break. The kids come back and they're just knuckleheads. Like they have forgotten (laughs) how to act like a human being around other people and so forth, and. Yeah, uh, and they're freshmen to begin with. They're barely human as it is. Oh, definitely not. Especially the males. Like, oh. no. forget about it. They're basically monkeys. I yeah. I had a conversation with a kid the other, like just yesterday, where he was talking about how he got in trouble because the way he put it was somebody snitched because me and another guy were about to fight, and somebody told the a teacher, and I was like. You understand how dumb it is to get in a fight at school, right? And he was like, well, but what if no one sees you? I was like, when in the history of ever has there been a fight at school that did not draw a crowd of other kids hooting and hollering? and Yeah. Exactly. And also as well, now we have phones with cameras on them. Like, right. I'm amazed that that shit wasn't on the internet by fucking second period. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and and this is on the heels of Wednesday. There was a fight in the bathroom of uh, the, the boys' bathroom right next to my classroom. So it was one of those things where one of the teachers runs in. It's like, there's a fight in the boys' room. And so, like, I have to truck out of the room and go in there. Well, what do you have to go see? Why can't that teacher go sit, deal with it? Well, if, a female teacher for one. Uh, oh, okay. oh, and, okay. and also she's just not that big and <laughs> a couple of guys if they're actually coming to blows like she could get yeah, her yeah, yeah. you know yeah and, no, but by the time i show up the uh sro which is the uh sort of police officer on campus has already I'm, shown up what oh yeah yeah yeah. We, we've got like two or three look we live in a world where there's a school shooting in america um, about once a week so there are cops i mean with- yeah no 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 i get it i yeah. get it i just got such a f- literal foreign concept I, I, I know i know it's it's nuts and anyway but so the sro has already shown up and has sprayed pepper spray <gasps> and You're so kidding, these are kids. <laughs> no right well but you know that's kind of i guess what they're trained to do i didn't know that was a thing either but i do know that it'll clean out the sinuses pretty good <laughs> So, right oh my god yeah they're just, just being hormonal dickheads they don't need pepper sprayed wow yeah apparently one kid got it pretty good if i was their parent i would be that parent and be like i don't give a shit what they're doing you do not pepper spray my fucking kid yeah it's it's i felt really bad for the kid and also one of the administrators was uh was in there to try to break it up and he he got a face full as well oh my god and um and had gone uh had gone to his office across the hall which had a sink in it and started Uh to you know like rinse out his eyes yeah because no one had told him like oh that activates the pepper spray so don't do that oh does it yes 
Oh, and shit. and so he's having a bad time of it until somebody finally tells him, like, no, 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 you've got to use like baby shampoo, and and basically rinse your face and eyes with that to to get the pepper Do spray. Do they have that on campus? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. So I mean, everybody at the end of the day was fine, you know, because <laughs> it's all you know, like like pepper spray is a real pain in the ass, but it's not. It, it, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Uh, but like all of us are coughing on the English hallway and everything because the pepper spray is just in the air and it was, it was fucking nuts. I haven't really talked about it since, uh, since it happened, but yeah, that was, that was crazy. And we were like, our classes were in the theater for some registration stuff. Uh And so apparently there was another fight in the girls' room (laughs) later that day, and that we totally (laughs) missed. And I was telling my across the the version, (laughs) yeah. Well, I I missed that one, and then uh, I I was telling my neighbor across the hall, the one who had originally brought in, like, call an admin. There's a fight in the boys' room. Um, But I was like, man, we we're out of the hallway for a day, and it just goes to shit. (laughs) Like we are the glue holding together the. You know, we're the thin blue line yeah. between anarchy and and order, apparently, in the English hallway. Uh, uh, English, English, uh, English, fucking department be crazy. It, I was gonna say yeah. English kids be crazy, but then I realized that just makes it sound like kids in my country, right? <laughs> like they fight, but our teachers don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's They're what I like, well, you're an idiot for getting a black eye. Sit the fuck down. And that, <laughs> that's why I told the kid yesterday, I was like, do you understand that the only way to have a fight that doesn't involve you getting in trouble is to do it off of campus? Yeah. Like, go go somewhere else and then beat the shit out of each other. Who cares? But, yeah, who cares? Uh, then, just yeah. don't do it in school. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't think about that. I'm like, yeah, I know, because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you haven't had your fucking fucking lobe developed fully yet right well, uh, yeah <laughs> they're mushy brain kids to begin with be, yeah, yeah. because they like you said they're teenagers and their brains are still like the the decision making part of their brains doesn't work it's right just, yet no it's not and and there are some kids who are incredibly mature and together and i, I love them so much but yeah i mean the fully half of them are just like you are you are doing the dumbest shit like all of the kids that are just like well i'm gonna fail this class and so who cares it's like you know you don't graduate right if you don't pass this class in some way it just means you get to take it again yeah like this isn't you're not winning here that you're not like sticking it to the man yeah like there's not there's not any of that it's just you're fucking yourself over you get this right Right. yeah but no but you're just fucking yourself over right you in this scenario you are the man yeah that is being fucked yeah exactly exactly right yeah no kids are dumb kids are so dumb mm. but uh mm. what was the point of all that oh yeah yeah so we're uh so th- this episode no oh, right <laughs> uh we were talking about uh the concept of obsession which we'll get to in a moment and the film uh black swan yeah or b swan as the kids call it oh don't stop it <laughs> they don't stop it no one could they don't fucking know it exists because they're all fucking Right, most Watching of the kids, <laughs> yeah, the, the kids that I deal with were, you know, one or two when Black Swan came out. Oh, don't. Yeah, I know, right? No, that that movie's twenty ten. No, and my friend told me the other day. So I, so 
um, I think I've probably said it before. I used to work at a cinema mm -hmm. and classically the cinema tends to hire teenagers and early 20s peoples. Oh, sure. sure. Um, and unless you're a manager or something. <clears throat> but I ended up making friends with a bunch of people 10 years younger than me um, because I apparently have the mentality of a 22-year-old. And um, anyway, so one of them is like now one of my best mates. And she told me the other day, I literally, I almost threw my drink at her. Um, she told me the other day that she was only 17 when Ava was born. When my daughter was born, she was 17. Mm. And to me, that seems like last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> I'm like this creepy older, because I'm 36 in February. I know it, it goes by so fast and I'm just like ew like am I some sort of weird groomer like creepy older friend you know <laughs> he just hangs around with hey cool kids what's going on you know <laughs> hey fellow hey fellow students uh, I mean keep in mind <laughs> you're talking to a 50 year old who hangs around with teenagers all day um, you get paid for it I do get paid for it. I oh, here's another thing I have to tell you real quick. Speaking of being old, um, right? Of course. I uh, I told <laughs> uh, what the kids were complaining about the fact that I was giving them you know this quiz. They did we we weren't able to give them a midterm because there was a tornado that hit and et cetera et cetera. Um, oh my god, America is just fucking crazy. It's a a collection of natural and unnatural disasters all rubbing up against <laughs> each other. But in this case, we we weren't able to give a full midterm, but I was like, hey, we're going to do this little mini midterm because there's some data I want to gather. Like, I want to know where you are. Um, mm. You know, the reason that I give you a midterm isn't just to punish you and give you a long <laughs> test. It's so that we know if you're learning shit. Mm -hmm. And so I gave him a, a little bit of that. And one of the kids in my first period class says... Um, you know, nobody is giving us a quiz on the Monday after we get back. And I said, I actually, that's not true because, uh, Sarah across the hall is also giving her kids the same quiz. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, okay. So just the two of you. And I said, yeah, but that's because we're the coolest. <laughs> and then to prove me wrong. Oh no. This kid coming. writes an essay about how I am not the coolest teacher. <gasps> and I got to tell you, Kate, <gasps> it was perfect form. It was like, here's my topic sentence. Here's my evidence. Uh, uh, and I was like, ha ha. <laughs> Even though you think you're fucking me, you have actually learned how to write an essay properly. And that's even fucking though amazing. Were... That's not where I thought you were going with no. that. And that's so, so good. Yeah. And I'm actually going to use it as an example of doing rebuttals and counterclaims uh, when we when we do <gasps> some other work. He's going to be so mad at you. No, I already told him. I was like, hey, is he it okay it if I fight? use it? Uh, yeah, he said absolutely. And like, we, that's we, hilarious. I tell him all the time that he is my nemesis. <laughs> and i love that shit from teachers like my i had a french teacher like that he was exactly kind of your energy it was he was so great shout yeah. out mr pike uh so yeah we have a good time and and the other day he was like uh you know I'm, i would be so much happier if i had a different english teacher 
And he didn't mean it. He was just saying <laughs> Yeah, it. yeah. He's just been a dickhead. Yeah. yeah. And I said, well, <laughs> you have to remember that there can be no Joker without the Batman, sir. And that <gasps> is our relationship to one another. Oh, I love that. Did he love that? Uh, Did yeah, he love that yeah, you yeah, had yeah. that reference? Uh, but it was so funny because... you were like a movie podcaster and shit? Did they know this stuff mm-mm, about you? Mm-mm. No, 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 no. I, because of the crazy shit I say on the, on the oh, podcast. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, they would look it up and they would like put on blast, for sure. Right, right. Or worse yet, like... Sh- so l- apparent. Sh- yeah, right. Give it to their parents. Like, look, here's, yeah. here's what my English teacher says about abortion. Um, <laughs> so, so no, no, no. I, I have. No, but then they'll just hear your. They'll just hear your Doug Bradley voice, and then all is forgiven. Right. Well, that, that's true. Or the the Defoe impression. Oh. And, yeah. Yeah. So no, I, <laughs> I I kind of have a weird work pseudonym where I go by my actual name there as opposed to Bo, which is a nickname. And what? Yeah. 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 So what? yeah, that is not what appears on my birth certificate. What? Yeah. I. What? Uh huh. Oh my god! I've known you for how long? Well, it's and I never knew this. But wow. it's not something that comes up because I don't go by you know my proper name anywhere except school. Yeah. And so if they look me up, they don't get any results. You know, and so uh it's wow. yeah, it works out. That's yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah. I, I've mm-hmm. I've mentioned that I've had movies made and things like that, and they uh they have searched and not found anything, so so far so good the system works the system works right you know wow and, uh, i did not know that oh, that's awesome so and if they if they ever come you know up with something and and technically because i'm not using like school grounds or property or anything like no, that no, like i can't course. really You're allowed get to have a hobby. Right. but you know it would still make life more difficult if they were like hey i was listening to this podcast you were on and you were <laughs> you know saying this crazy shit about you know insert incendiary topic here um but yeah yeah, so anyway so black swan um before we jump into that though let's talk about uh haunted romance oh right right so this is so i decided that i was gonna go you know i sent you that screenshot Mm -hmm. i decided i was gonna go with that because it was a nice little follow-up from last episodes where we kind of it's the same show. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> last time we talked about um, this woman, Amethyst Realm. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, it sounds like she is dancing on a pole. Like, it's just <laughs> crystal. Um, <laughs> Everybody, actually, enjoy the Guns N' Roses. Next up, Amethyst Realm. <laughs> yeah yeah very that um yeah no so i um i just happened to come across on instagram it was just like literally the screenshot that i sent you it was just this headline and i was like oh all right not not really ghosts Mm -hmm. but there is enough weirdness here and also there are a lot of similarities to things like what Amethyst Realm was saying in the way that they communicate and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this one, 
this one um, is about a woman, an American woman called Emanuela Rose, <laughs> who is dating an alien and yes, wants him do. to propose. So I've got Wait, this here. She's proposing or the alien's proposing? Well, technically the alien's proposing. Okay. But apparently he doesn't really understand human customs. Okay. So he keeps getting it wrong. <laughs> okay. Right. I'll get there. So Emanuela Rose. <clears throat> Sorry. It's okay. It's just making me laugh because you'll find out in a minute. Emanuela Rose claims she first met her boyfriend when a UFO appeared outside her window to abduct her. Once on board, she met five aliens, one of which began visiting her frequently and has since become her lover. She's been dating him for over a year and is ready for him to pop the question. It all started with an Instagram post. She's an actor, sus much. Mm -hmm. She's an actor and posts a lot of reels and things about dating. And in one of them, she she said she'd rather be abducted than have to go through dating apps again. And apparently aliens are also on Instagram because that night she got abducted. And she says that it was a a very calming experience with this yellow light. And she thought, I think I'm being abducted by aliens. This must be a dream. But it wasn't. She wasn't scared. And she was in this room with the five aliens and immediately saw, ready? Mm-hmm. Emmanuel. So she's called Emmanuela. Mm-hmm. And he's called Emmanuel. Oh, well, that's, you know, I, yeah. I guess that's good for monogramming. Right. Well, th- she fell immediately in love when she saw him, and they've been together a year. So, the similarity in names. This is because, right, aliens don't have names. So, she n- changed her name from Abby to Emmanuela, which is her middle name, and she gave him the male counterpart, Emmanuel. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> she couldn't have just called him Steve or no. Um, yeah. This this is Terry. That's how you know it's a different person and not just some <laughs> shit I made up. <laughs> exactly. Um, they've been on dates, but he doesn't really get how they work. But she's been traveling in outer space too. Uh, sorry, in outer space too. Um, though she can't travel too far as her human form can't take it. So she can't go to his own his home planet in the Andromeda galaxy. Mm-hmm. But they go to the cinema and stuff. She has placed his spirit. Oh, fuck me. She has. Uh, I don't know why I I forgot about this when this is literally on her lap in the entire interview. Mm-hmm. She has placed his spirit inside an inflatable alien doll as he doesn't have a physical form on this plane. Okay. Well, this combines two things I like, which is people coming up with crazy shit about dating ghosts and aliens and haunted dolls i I like everything yeah yeah um so this is where it kind of has a commonality with like ghosts and stuff so they speak uh, telepathically and they are intimate (laughs) sure i know right oh the voices inside your head okay (laughs) um she said direct quote ready (laughs) (laughs) once you go alien you'll forget earthmen Oh, see, I thought it was going to rhyme. It does. Once you go alien, you forget Earthmen. It's like alien. Eh. 
men. Yeah, I know. But that's a really strained rhyme, though. It is, but do you know what? She's trying so hard with her delivery. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. It's really sweet. Slash pathetic. <laughs> um, she says it's better because she says it's better than like human sex because the aliens are made from love and light, and um, apparently our human forms can't even go all the way that aliens can because it would kill you. So, but, all right, but, but compared to human men, it's times a million. Sorry. All right, oh, okay. So, a couple of technical questions, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> proceed <laughs> i'll allow it uh, for, for one thing if there is no physical the, i mean basically what we're talking about is the elusive hands-free orgasm here right yes and because no one ever said oh my god her love is so tight <laughs> <laughs> or or you know his Light you don't is know so that, big. Say, objection. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. You're right. It's a big world, and a lot of people have said a lot of things. But I find it hard uh, to imagine a scenario in which, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. uh, taking it at face value, you know, yes. it's just doing the weird shit that they do in Demolition Man to have sex, where they just sit cross-legged across from each other and think at each other or whatever <laughs> yeah and yeah. not not do as sliced alone paraphrase the hunk of chunka <laughs> which, which as we all know is the most fun thing to do with another person yeah yeah other than you know a, a rousing game of settlers of Catan. obviously yeah i would go higher for me eh, it depends but yeah i the, all of this seems like obviously the reason we're talking about it is because all, it seems fucking crazy it's, yeah but in particular like i have there are so many layers I mean, to this i, I have, just wonder why she's i wonder why she's put him in a inflatable doll of all things oh yeah why not just put him in a dildo i mean yeah that would make more sense. But, right, so when they go to the cinema, though, she can't take a dildo, really, with her, can she? I mean, depends on how big it is. <laughs> yeah, but then he won't be able to see the film. Well, but, you know, if, if it's like a vibrator or something, you just prop it up. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, but your screen checks. You get kicked out. Uh, I mean, would you? I mean, look. For, yes. For all of America's problems, I don't know that you would get thrown out of a theater for having a vibrator out, as long as it was the turned off. Is, like you wouldn't, un you wouldn't know. With, and I speak from experience, you wouldn't be able to tell necessarily what it was with night vision goggles. You would just see some protruding-looking, potential gun-looking. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So you would call your manager, and then they'd be like, "Right, well," and then the fact that your attention is called to the fact, that even though it's not a gun, you're very happy about that. It's still, yeah. Right, and depending on the cleanliness of the thing, the smell alone could be... <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what if it's a kid's film? <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, I've got a little mermaid of my own here. <laughs> little, little mermaid meet my rabbit. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm, gross. <laughs> Thumper. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Uh, yeah, this. <sighs> okay, so I'm, like I'm sorry. I feel. Continue. Well. No, you go. If does, no, I, I'm. Is the end of the rainbow on this? Is she just saying like, "Hey, me and Emmanuel are yes. are Emmanuel and I uh, are right. we are very happy together." Um, with with him in this doll, and I get the dating thing as far as you know, looking at it from the alien point of view of like, what do you do? You go out and ingest food, and somehow that is a bonding experience. Like I get yeah. f- from an outsider's perspective, it all seems yeah, yeah. kind of strange. And honestly, sex from an outsider's perspective probably seems pretty weird if you're talking about a species that has evolved beyond the physicality of like you want to put your what in my what. Yeah, 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 yeah. It always reminds me of, um, you know, in Dogma, when Alan Rickman's like, the faces you people make mid-coitus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, is what people have a sex for fun and entertainment. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And also as well, like, you know, aliens probably don't eat. Like, they don't need to eat. They don't have, like... Although apparently, though, they do... Apparently, they're big fans of this morning show called This Morning in the UK. Um, because they uh they find it fascinating because they they cover a lot of topics about the human race and so they find it fascinating to learn about humans from this morning so well all right that leads me to another question if they're if they're watching all of this daytime television how do they avoid the dating stuff because that is or at least in here in america there is always that celebrity news segment in the daytime television block that is going to give you everything you could ever want to know about being seen in public. Well, in a yeah, scenario. Right. I mean, they don't. I don't think they really have that in morning television here. They just see people who date ghosts. So <laughs> I can imagine they're probably a bit skewed. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, uh, more of a cultural. Yeah, I, I, maybe a cultural thing. Right, mm-hmm. and if they're like particular to this one show, they're not going to get any of that like dating segment. And honestly, good for them for taking a look at the rest of the world and just saying, you know what, strictly UK. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why not Canada or something or like in New Zealand, but yeah, sure, we'll take it. <laughs> well, you know, obviously the Canadian problem is all the apologies. I'm very. I'm like, yeah, come on, England. We'd say sorry for everything. Yeah, I'll bump true. into some. I'll like have someone will bump into me, and I'll say sorry. Like, yeah, maybe it's, it's just the thing. better beer. Maybe we do have. Maybe it's the bad chocolate. Yeah, yeah, that's have true. Yeah. Elite chocolate. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to hear the last last bit? Oh, of course I do. Okay, so she wants him to propose, but she but he's still learning human customs, as we've discussed, uh-huh. and she's pretty traditional and wants a ring. But because he doesn't really understand the concept, when she turned around and said that she wanted a big rock, he brought her some pebbles from the beach. Um, He has no worth money, so Uh she's saving for her own ring. um, Because if he were to get one from his planet, it would be really obvious that it was an alien ring and she doesn't want him to end up in Area 51 with the other aliens. But apparently she can go on national television and the internet about it. they decided that as a couple that because the show being really popular with aliens, because this was sort of raids on the show, like, so, you know, are you nervous about being on TV about it then? And they were like, they decided as a couple 
Mm-hmm. Now, because the show being popular with aliens, that they would come on as a way to gradually accustom Earth to aliens because the aliens want to come and help us as they're worried about us. But if they come on too strong, there's a good chance of war. Um, but what is quite lols is that we're kind of like the Scuzz planet, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that fits. Yeah, it tracks. So apparently when they get to send to Earth from their own planets, it's considered like a downgrade. <laughs> like, ew, do we have to? So do you think, you know, Emmanuel's <laughs> friends, like, you know, Krebnar, as he's known to his friends or whatever, do you think they're just kind of giving him shit all the time? Like, Krebnar, Oh, yeah. No, know. they actually address that on the show. They're just like, oh, God, we've got to go and, like, and, drop him off again because, like, he's part of the ship and the crew, so... Right. Well, and yeah, and also if you're that advanced as a civilization, it would be like if you ran into somebody that was dating a chimpanzee. Yeah, you're kind of like, all right, cool for you, bro. This all legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yeah. Like I think this is against the law. Like we love you, bro. We're here for you. You know, we support you, and as long as you're happy, but maybe have a rethink. <laughs> you know? yeah but he's, well, he's probably putting like, your what and where <laughs> he's probably like what his buddies give a shit about he's like look as soon as i'm done with this rotation i'm out of here <laughs> and she's like oh do you know what would be so funny if she's bugging him for like an engagement and he's like what's an engagement wink wink you know and he's purposely <laughs> right. trying to like oh i don't know your human customs here's some rocks actual rocks and he's just like yeah i'm just playing her guys like you know she's i've got it around my finger we'll be off to like planet zerklog soon and i'll get some real pussy you know i told her i didn't have earth money ha 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 (laughs) exactly (laughs) even though it rains diamonds on our planet But I told her she can't come here because her mere meek human form could not take it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> We've nailed it. We uh-huh. fucking busted this wide open. I it's feel not sorry for cheating it. if you're in a different galaxy. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> what goes on galaxy crusade stays on galaxy crusade that's right <laughs> <laughs> what can i say she's a freak <laughs> oh my gosh honestly and she's like she dresses like she's out of fucking xanadu or some shit she's got like the fucking mirrored sequin things on her forehead and this bleach blonde hair and Oh, it's just some kind of crazy shit. <laughs> you know Margaret does not use her orifices. <laughs> Emanuela is down for whatever. She a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Do oh, you want to join us? She said she's cool with a third. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, should we bring in a unicorn? And he brings an actual unicorn. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like yeah you know it still fits <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, yeah this is pretty good I like the fact that we have opened up our weird dating 
situation to just the universe. <laughs> hey, we were, you know, we're not close-minded people. Right. I mean, we got to <laughs> we'll find judge that. the shit out of you, but like, you know, we, we won't, we won't not let you be on our show. So. Next time around, we got to look for the, the, the woman who's like dating Sasquatch. Oh, I'll find it. If it's out it's, there, I'll find it. Oh, it's gotta be out there. It's gotta be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if look, if people are fucking ghosts and, uh, aliens in, fucking you know, trapped it. inside a doll, a big hairy Sasquatch, <laughs> like, you know, that seems like 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 uh women who like bears, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's just the the natural extension. Yeah. I um I reckon that there could be like shit, what did I, I just literally thought of it and the fucking thing just went out. Oh, I reckon there's someone who claims that they're dating like a mermaid or some shit. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And they're just like, Phil, that's a manatee. You have been fucking a manatee <laughs> for Well, I love her. She's a great listener, she is. <laughs> he watches Cold Skin with her. It's like that date movie. Oh, yeah. The Lighthouse. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, all that shit, yeah. Siren uh, and stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, should we talk about our actual movie? Black Swan? Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about fucking like, animals and shit. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of. Um, speaking of. So, <laughs> well, and obviously we want to talk a little bit too about the idea of obsession because that's, yeah. Yeah, you know, this movie ultimately is about a character that is um, obsessed with being the perfect dancer and uh, along the way realizes that or, or is told that being perfect also means being passionate. Yes. You know, that that is the thing that she lacks in her life and her dancing. And, you know, watching it again, uh, it, uh, so the, the the quick summary of the beginning of this, at least, is Natalie Portman is a dancer in a company that, that's going to launch a new production of Swan Lake. Um, the older dancer in the troupe, played by Winona Ryder, is being bounced right the fuck out of there for being old. Yeah, and she's very bitter about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when, um, <laughs> when uh, Natalie Portman goes to her later to be like, "I I understand how you feel," and she's like, "Get the <laughs> fuck out of here!" Yeah, uh, and starts stabbing up her face. Yeah, uh, well, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a, just a delusion. So. Probably because the you know as we learn, um, Natalie Portman is is kookaburra. In this movie. Yeah, she's losing her fucking mind. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so she gets an opportunity. Like she she has this very uh precise and and um you know, like she has a lot of talent, but she lacks this sort of Flat. Yeah, you know, that that sort of joie de vivre or whatever, the the, yeah. the sense of of uh danger and wildness that portraying yeah. the black swan in the in the ballet requires yes and she has her mother as played by barbara hershey what? who not There's since some icons in this fucking film no kidding but i mean not since piper laurie and carrie has a mother been oh. you know so maniacal in that way yeah and like it's a ve- yeah, actually, you know what? I've never thought of that comparison before, but fuck, yeah, like that whole 
yeah like and and it's and because she takes dancing like a religion almost you know it's it's like it's you know the way that she is trying to keep her her daughter childlike and this is your goal and, and her goal is her goal but then at the same time though like well I say this actually but thinking about it like Natalie Portman is more maniacal I suppose actually because but she's just very manipulative and she's very like um like emotionally manipulative yeah and like she's supportive until Natalie Portman begins to succeed yeah and, and then it's like I gotta tear you down like I need you wanting to be a great dancer but I can't have you actually being a great dancer. No, because then I'm, I'm going to lose you. Right. And her yeah. bedroom, like one, again, one of those things that as I watch it again, you know, she's got the bedroom of a child. She does. Yeah. And she says at one point she's 28 and it's yeah. like, Jesus, you know, cause Natalie Portman is, she's such a beautiful person and she, and she does have a very young, I mean, cause this is what, 2009, 2010. 2010 yeah 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 so this is 13 years ago you know so she was probably yeah about 28 or something but she has such a youthness about her like if someone told me that she was 22 i'd be like yeah i'd buy that you know and mm. like i i've seen this film a number of times but there's always like a few years in between and it's been a couple of years since i've last watched it and i'm and i always forget that she's 28 in this and every time i'm like fuck because like i don't know a single i don't know a single 20 year old uh, actually actually in saying that my ex's sister is like 35 and her bedroom's like that and she's really? never moved out yeah she's a fucking mess like and because <laughs> oh, she's a dickhead person too so i don't mind saying it uh -huh. um like <clears throat> she's um like yeah that you'll go in and she has like a pyramid of disney plush toys on her bed and like her christmas list when i used to bother buying her christmas presents um it read like a child's fucking christmas list it was like disney toys jigsaws stuff like this yet she was like a manager at a really prestigious bank and i'm just like i don't understand this you're 35 and like she um lived at, lives at home she's never moved out um and she doesn't do anything and like and it's kind of it's very sad in a way but like um like the only reason that my ex is as normal as he is and that is not much um is because he moved out at 18 to go to university and lived with a couple of gay guys like and it's the only reason that he is like remotely a normal person because like yeah um them their mum their dad died when they were really young and their mum is a fucking nut job Mm. and just like just doesn't do anything like she just like is such a crushing type of person but in this very subtle way like I remember when she first held my kid she was like a month old <clears throat> and Ava was crying because she wanted to be fed and I said can you give her to me she needs to be fed and she just she wouldn't give her to me and then she's like shushing her and I'm like thinking well that's not that's not what she wants um and i'm her mother right. give me my fucking kid but she's like oh we don't like little girls that cry oh that's weird and i was like excuse fucking you and there was this like light bulb moment in in that instant where i was just kind of like this explains so much you know like that's the main 
parental in fact the that was the majority of their childhood was raised by this figure who says to a one-month-old baby we don't like little girls who cry oh that's oh that's so weird is that not fucked yeah apart from that though i don't know a single 28 year old who has a bedroom like this the fact that you know one is nuts though yeah i know right it's crazy oh wow but mm-hmm. yeah. and she could move out she's on good money and shit and she just chooses not to because she has absolutely no idea how to interact with anyone and she doesn't she went on she got invited on a night out with her co-workers and she's and i was like, oh how was that because i before i knew what an arsehole she was i was always like trying to like encourage her to be a bit more you know confident and whatever mm-hmm. and she was just like oh i really didn't like it all they did was drink and ask me questions you mean have a conversation like yeah that's like on friday night drinks yeah friday night drinks they're going to be drinking and they want to have a conversation with you so they will ask you questions and she just did not know what to do with it yeah that's weird it's fucked up right yeah yeah, yeah. that was it, honestly one of like i don't i'm not big on making like new year's resolutions and that kind of thing but like one of the things that i'm big um, on breaking them <laughs> I, well and that's why i don't make them right it's just right because yeah, i don't want to see them fall by the wayside so quickly. yeah <laughs> don't but, set yourself up to fail just don't bother yeah so, but one of the things that i wanted to do this year because i've spent so much time recently and by recently i mean the past like two years two and a half years mm-hmm. doing nothing but like working to get my license to teach and then starting the job mm-hmm. and all that and going to school. And mm-hmm. so I haven't had time to do anything or go out anywhere or anything like that. And so yeah, this right. year when it, when I'm wrapped up with that, uh, one of my big, you know, resolutions for myself this year is to just go out and be more social and spend time with people, oh, before, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff that I haven't, I, I just haven't done because I've been so fo- focused on other stuff, which is, mm. you know, like, look, should should there be a better balance? Of course. Am I the kind of, speaking of obsession, right? Like, I can't, it's hard for me to balance, like, here's the thing that needs to get done with, here is just me being able to relax and, and be social and, and that kind of thing, because I'm too, like, my brain is still at, I need to do this stuff so that I can do this thing. Uh, yeah, which is a real problem for me. My oh, oh yeah. my therapist will tell you all about it. <laughs> cool, I'll, I'll give him a call. Yeah, we'll no, chat. no, she can she can give you the rundown of all the the weird like OCD, you know, accomplishment shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, that I am obsessed with. No, I look forward to it. Yeah, oh, you'll it, it'll be a good time. You'll like it. Yeah, like no, if like if my ex sister wasn't such a an asshole, I'd feel like so like i'd I'd feel really like sad Mm -hmm. because i'd just be like wow you just weren't given the chance and you know and now you're like you know a fully grown adult but you have this mindset of a very insecure teenager or whatever you know like um but you know she is um a total fucking bigot um oh also not great yeah yeah so i don't really feel that bad for her because i'm just like but then at the same time it's kind of like well so is your mom so you know like if that's all you you know and she lives in this area that is very like that um and you know so she's i guess it's coming from a place of ignorance as opposed to it like real prejudice mm-hmm. but still though it's very difficult to keep that in mind when she comes out with some of the stuff that she comes out with and all i want to do is punch a stupid face in and she has a real punchable face fuck me jesus christ 
But anyways, it's fine. It's not my problem. He's an ex. It's fine. Oh, honestly, that family triggers me so bad. So. Yeah, it, it sounds like a real a real mess of a, a situation. It really is such a fuck up of a family, and I'm so glad I'm out of it. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it sounds awful, but they don't really have any. They don't really make any kind of effort with with our kid. So like, I'm not, and I'm really not unhappy about it. <laughs> I'm just yeah, fine. Send us money. Don't bother come visit. That is actually my preferred option. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'll take a gift card over a visit any day. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's only so much I can fucking feign, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyways, yeah, right. As obsessive and downtrodden mother. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I, yeah, I really like Barbara Hershey in this as, as so good. Yeah, that, that mother that can't let go. And, and to the point, like, you know, we talked about the bedroom and so forth, but it's just, it's everything. Like I'm going to cut your nails because you're scratching yourself again. Yeah. And she literally puts her in like mittens, like, like you do with a newborn, you know, because they scratch and their nails are fucking, have you ever fucking felt a newborn's nails? They are sharp as shit. Um, like, and yeah. And you put, you put little mittens on them, stop them from hurting themselves and they're sleeping shit. She does the same thing to her. She buys this cake. Mm-hmm. which i wouldn't even get my my kid it's so pink and with roses and it's just so pink that's yeah that's the scene that's really like oh the, all right we are not dealing with a stable person because she mm-hmm. gets the cake for natalie portman to celebrate the fact that like she gets the the part in the ballet like she's going to mm-hmm. be the the you know white swan and black swan black swan and Natalie Portman is like, I really can't be eating this right now because, you know, I got to watch my weight and my stomach's all in knots as well. Like, right. I'm like, yeah, that but I, they need the weight thing, I think probably. Right. It's, I mean, in her own way, it's like, I, you know, I appreciate it, but I need to not eat this. And Barbara Hershey's immediately is like, oh, well, fuck me then. Let's just throw the cake away. Yeah. And, and she's like, no, 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 I don't mean it like that. And, you know, and that's like Barbara Hershey has two gears in this movie. One is like the doting mother that infantilizes Natalie Portman. And the other is the cruel mother that is trying to tear her down. And yeah, it's, exactly. And the switch gets flipped on a dime. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you know, when Natalie Portman really stands up to her. And stuff, and then the next morning she's just sat sullen in this chair, mm-hmm. like I'm waiting for you, kind of thing. Like, and like Natalie Portman's like, I don't have time for this shit, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and- but like, yeah, it's just like that. She's just you can tell that she kind of has this arsenal of emotional manipulation and these like things of like, I know what I'll do in this situation. I know how I'll do it this situation, kind of thing. You can tell that she just sort of has this these kind of like things that she'll do to elicit a particular response from Nina, Natalie Portman's character. And like, you know, and I think it, obviously as it goes on and Natalie Portman sort of moves away from this docile, very submissive daughter, like that's when her behavior sort of ranks up more and more because she is, she's losing that control over her. Yeah. And, and does these really petty things like when the night after you know, Natalie Portman and Mia Kunis go out, you know, in, in theory to celebrate 
um, Natalie Portman getting the role and, and to mm-hmm. cut loose a little bit and so forth, even yeah. though it will get into that relationship in a minute, but <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, <laughs> but when she does the play of like Natalie Portman comes up drunk, goes to bed, she has the, you know, what we later learn is this fantasy of having this, you know, incredibly Not- hot session with Mia Kunis. Yeah. And, yeah. but then lets her oversleep for the audition. Yeah. And the rehearsal. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Or, yeah, not, yeah, not the audition. She's already got the part, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. And it's a and real it's like fucked the up last thing. rehearsal as well. Like it's the day of, and it's, they've got all, they're on the stage, they're learning the routine, but like with all the place settings and everything, the stage settings and stuff, and like, you know, all of that stuff. So it's it's like one of the most important rehearsals. And she'll know that. She's a dancer. She'll mm-hmm. know how important that is. And she still lets sleep in because she's such a fucking cunt. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, but it's totally just to get back at her for, you know, showing any kind of disobedience and, and mm-hmm. you know, standing up for herself. And so mm-hmm. Barbara Hershey is going to get back at her by completely sabotaging the career that she, you know, has professed that she wants natalie portman to have oh yeah you can tell that she's like the main driving force behind her wanting to get into dancing to this level and like and also like the maniacal precision that like natalie portman instills in all of her dancing and things because she's got this maniacal fucking mother behind it all which i hadn't really thought about it but just taking that to the extreme uh mm-hmm. you know the reason she is such a good precise dancer is probably for that very reason that she doesn't necessarily have passion for dance but she's been doing it for so long mm. you know and and has enough natural ability and so forth that it you know that that it works but she doesn't have the passion for dance which is the whole thrust of the movie is that mm. you know she's got this incredible talent and, and, uh, you know, precision with her movements. But, you know, when, when you first see Mia Kunis, uh, oh. dancing and, you know, the head of the company is comparing them, uh, as played by Vincent Cassell. And he's, you know, saying like, look, it's, it's effortless. Like, you know, mm. her dancing isn't as precise as yours, but you know, she's dancing with this kind of natural, ability that just is compelling and makes you want to look at her and and that sort of thing um yeah she stands out yeah 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 because she's not a complete carbon copy of everything and she smokes and she drinks and she does drugs and she you know um you know she's very very loose and and not only just very loose but very confident as well Mm -hmm. like she's never out of control she's never you know she's very um she's like she she dares to bend the rules but like to her it's not even like a thing she's not doing it to be like you know a rebel or anything she's just doing like that's what i want to do what's the problem here there's no problem yeah like whereas natalie portman is just complete opposite of that and she can't draw outside the lines no matter what you know like and you know there's obviously like a level of admiration but also jealousy there 
and you can see like why can't like she said like you can see on her face like why can't I do that why can't I be like that why can't I you know um and it's like such a an interesting dynamic between those two like Mina Kunis really isn't in it very much at all um <clears throat> but when she is she's always engaged with with Nina and it's almost like to me she's like the little devil on her shoulder mm-hmm. um and you know just sort of like whispering in her ear and like nudging her in certain ways but like there's a freedom with it as well like you know that Nina really wants to be like Lily you know she really kind of like wishes she had that freedom to be able to not necessarily do all the things that she does but just have the ability to do it if she wanted to but she's so restricted by like her own psyche and her mother and you know her expectations of herself and what she feels the expectations are from her peers and things like that you know that she just can't do it until like I mean until it's kind of too late (laughs) yeah well yeah um I'm just kind of unpacking a lot of the things that you were talking about there because I, yeah, it, Mia Kunis is the, you know, the black swan version of her. Yeah. That is the, the more free, the more natural, the, the one who has, right. And you see it like when they, uh, when they're going to get drinks and immediately, you know, there's that waiter that's kind of hitting on Mia Kunis Mm-hmm. And she makes the line about when he's like, hey, do you need more cheese? And uh, you know, she's like, well, I think we've got enough from you. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, okay, I fucked up. I'll leave now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that kind of thing of like, oh, I can easily dismiss somebody because I know who I am. I know what I want. I, yeah. you know, like, um, and and as you said, it's it's something that she, that, Natalie Portman wants to be, but also like she's so pent up and she's so reserved that you know if she lets that out, it's gonna fucking explode. You know, it is that yeah that pressure cooker, which is you know, spoilers, exactly what happens is exactly what happens. You know, like like when they go out and, and she she starts drinking and doing uh the E. Mm. and um you know they're she's dancing with guys and then she's dancing with mia kunis and you know they have the uh or at least imagined as we find out later um you know love scene with each other Mm -hmm. and when you find out later that it didn't happen and mia kunis's reaction is like oh you had this lesbo fantasy about me was i any good how was it yeah, she's not phased. Like she's like, oh, that's hilarious. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's great, fantastic. And and but there's also that element of manipulation from Mia Kunis too, because she clearly is wanting to move up the ladder. Yes, and is is setting traps for Natalie Portman to fall into. One of them being, hey, let's go out and get loaded because I know I can handle it, and the and you cannot. And, yeah, and so when you know, you don't show up on time. I'm there ready to go to be mm-hmm. your understudy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, like all that stuff is There's really There's so fun. many different things that play in this film. It's so, so good. Yeah. And also what I was going to say is like, I wonder if like, you know, this sort of like need from Nina to be, you know, more free in things, whether that would even occur to her if it weren't for this role and Vincent Cassell 
um, you know, Toma being so like, like giving her such this, like you know, urging her to let go and, and, you know, and things, because like, I feel like if she was, you know, in another role, if it was a different play that, if it a different ballet, sorry, that he, um, that he had selected and stuff and there wasn't this dual personality and there wasn't this necessarily like a need for that passion to come through if it was a more precise, um, performance like would she like even be um searching for it in that way or is she is she is she doing it even her search for passion and even her her need to let go is still coming from a place of being told what to do (laughs) yeah that's an interesting idea um i don't know i mean i think it's the perfect i think eventually she would but like probably maybe but like it just seems interesting that she just it the thought never even occurs to her until vincent cassell has her in his office well and it's you know the this growing desire to break away from her mother which is clearly already there yeah and vincent cassell is you know without knowing that dynamic is encouraging her to be more rebellious and to be you know, more assertive and, and live freer. And, you know, like one of her homework at one point is like, (laughs) you know, go home and touch yourself. Um, Oh my God. I've said, okay. So I've said this on, I'm pretty sure Edenism, my other show, or at some point there is this uh, British stand-up comedian called Russell Kane. And he does that whole scene on one of his stand-ups. And then it first off, he absolutely smashes it. Like it's mm. it's and I uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's I don't want to say it's ruined that scene for me, but all I can hear is Russell Kane going like <laughs> like the black swan. I need to be the black swan. Um and like because <laughs> he sounds exactly like Vincent Cassell. But then he then turns around and he's like, Can you imagine if this was set in Essex? Because uh because uh, uh, Russell Kane is from Essex. Mm. Like, can you imagine if this was set in Essex? Like, come on then, love, send yourself home, fuck one off, and have a couple of sambukas, yeah? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking funny. And, like, <laughs> it's so annoying because I know that I've tried to find the clip on it for wherever I fucking mentioned this at some point in the past before. Um, and I can't find it on YouTube anywhere, so I think I might just have to record it off my TV and just put it on because it's just it's so fucking good and he's so fucking funny with it. <laughs> just, I always, always, always think of that fucking stand up whenever I watch that scene. Yeah, Fuck I, you, Russell Kane. <laughs> I really like how in this movie, like liberation and sex are kind of the same thing. Yes. You know, like like freedom to please yourself, mm-hmm. especially it, female like female sexuality in that way. You know, yeah. it's such a repressed thing, right? Yeah, I guess it's just assumed that guys are doing it because look, we are. You just face uh, animals, Is right? It? Look, you give us, uh, you know, if we're b- two cars behind in the drive-through, it's like, well, I got like six minutes here. That's more <laughs> than enough time. <laughs> like warm and close you know <laughs> right i've got a baseball glove in here somewhere come on <laughs> yeah i got a phone that can that can get me to Pornhub. 
Yeah. And, you know, three uninterrupted minutes. And that's really all I need. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, it's, it is the, you know, the, the, you know, the, like Natalie Portman is that kind of prim and pop proper Virgil. In fact, one of the conversations they have is, you know, when he's like, are you a virgin? And yeah. well, then you have nothing to be embarrassed about. And, and <laughs> that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's. I can't imagine her being a virgin, uh, not being a virgin. Like, she deaf is. Yeah. I mean, if she. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right that she she is lying, that she is, in fact, a virgin. Because I just can't imagine her having time for dates or even entertaining the idea of a date with someone. Or her mother allowing it. Yeah, I just can't imagine. I can't, and I definitely can't imagine her having a one-night stand. No, 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 no. No, she, like, the, the version of her that we meet at the beginning, she would 100% marry the the first guy that went down on her. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, turn into uh, Glenn Close for sure. Yeah, right. And 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 so the you know as the movie goes on, she you know she does make it to the final the final show, and there's the confrontation with Mia Kunis in the dressing room, mm-hmm. um, because you know she's. Uh, late and you know uh, and our Vincent Cassell is like hey uh, you know because of everything that's been going on she's gonna perform tonight and uh, and it's the first time that we see Natalie Portman like truly standing up for herself where she's like have you announced it yet can you afford to given everything that happened with Winona Ryder mm-hmm. and so you know and uh, that impresses Vincent Cassell as well like he kind of goes huh maybe you can be the black swan yeah, well, what what was the thing that convinces him at first that she's okay for you? It's like her kind of standing up for for herself mm-hmm. in some respect because that's the thing he's he keeps telling her is that like I need you can do the white swan, the virginal perfect character in this ballet. The yeah, thing, no one's questioning that. Right. What I what yeah. we don't know that you can do is doing the you know the the dangerous stuff the stuff that is much more raw and passionate yeah be the seductress be the 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 bad yeah the black swan literally like you know be the um the one that that will break the rules and you know yeah that that can be manipulative and can be sexy and all of those things and and so the black swan you know the the body horror aspect of this movie finally reveals itself as she starts to like physically become this, yeah. this black swan, but not before as well. Like throughout, it's really horrible. Actually, it's really cringy and horrible. Yeah, she's like got these scratches on her shoulders, um, uh, the backs of her shoulder blades, and like her nail keeps bleeding and stuff, and she like pulls off her skin. It just gives me such an ick. Yeah, and uh, up to the point where she stabs Mia Kunis mm-hmm. in her dressing room, or Natalie Portman's dressing room, and finds her toes fusing together oh, as yeah. she gets ready for the the big dance, the big uh, the big night. Yeah, and as she goes through, originally it starts going horribly wrong when she is 
the white swan. And I, you know, I wonder if that's not to sort of suggest like, oh, well now things are totally out of balance. Now she doesn't have the precision at all anymore. No. And and she's like, she's not actually the perfect white, like the white swan anymore. She, she can't deal with that side of herself anymore. Right. It's gotta be the more violent, passionate, sexual, manipulative uh, version uh, and once she becomes the black swan, like she performs, you know, this incredible, and it really is as you're watching oh, it, you're like, Oh, if yeah. you saw this performance, like, I don't really care that much for ballet, but it's, you would still be pretty blown away by it. It's, it's yeah, definitely. Incredible. Definitely. And she also has that moment where, you know, she's riding this high off her performance and then she just like sucks Vincent Cassell's face off. <laughs> yeah. The 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 he looks so pleased with himself. <laughs> I really love when she is going through that you know final transformation into the black swan. Yeah, the, that kind of bird flesh skin that she yes. has. Oh, it's so weird looking. I really when she's it. walking through the backstage, like yeah, and she's yeah, and then it's like that ripple. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird, and her eyes start going red. Like yeah, it's, it's it, really. It's really fucked, but it's so good though. It, yeah, it's really cool. It's it's you know, it, you know, this is kind of Aronofsky at his best. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coming off of like you know, Requiem for a Dream and The Wrestler and stuff like that into Black Swan. Yeah. Um, it's you know, hard to argue that he is not just crushing it. Every, and then he does Noah, and it's like, what the fuck happened? Um, <laughs> is he? Did he do Noah? Did yeah. he? I didn't realize that was him. He did. That was that was his. And and honestly, I think Noah is super interesting. As I haven't movie. seen it. It's not what you think it is. Okay. Because there's like fucking monsters and stuff roaming around in that movie. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really weird, and I I don't think it's great, but I think it's really interesting. Yeah. And. and okay. You know, like it's it's a mo- it's kind of a bad movie that only a genius could make. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be back on the back of the cover. Right, right. <laughs> well, and I, I, I'm kind of uh, ripping that off a little bit from Roger Ebert. I, I, I think it was. Oh, right. I think he was talking about Death to Smoochie. Oh, right. And he said only really talented people could make a movie that's this much of a mess. and and that notion has always captured my imagination of like if you're gonna take the big swings sometimes you're gonna whiff yeah and that's how i felt about noah was like this is kind of a whiff but it's a really interesting swing to take um and i felt the same way like alexander payne doing downsizing i don't i think that movie is a total mess but not damon yeah yeah I didn't see it. It's, it looks awful. It's not great, but it's not great in a really interesting way. Okay. You know, like it's it, going to be one of those ones in like twenty years' time where I was like, oh, it just wasn't understood at the time. It's an actual masterpiece. It it might be. It might be like a like a Bowie album where it's not until a decade or more later that that you're like, oh wow, that was really good. I just didn't understand it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah. So she. What we realize uh, as she's giving this performance is that uh, Mia Kunis is alive. 
Yes. For one thing, she is not dead in the dressing room and that she has stabbed herself. And so when it comes to the end of the, the performance, when she's giving the big, you know, crescendo uh bit uh that the we swan dive. yeah the literal swan dive in onto a mattress like she falls off the stage uh, intentionally but when she does so um they realize like oh she is bleeding out her gut yes and you know they, she says like oh it was perfect i was perfect yeah and... i felt perfect i felt perfection yeah yeah perfect. yeah and, and and so that's kind of you know the the thrust of black swan but it's you know to do our movie review portion of it like it's a great fucking movie it's really it is a phenomenal film like every time i watch it i'm like god damn it that is so fucking good like it's just I, i i have no critique on it like bad critique i mean like it's just to me it's just it's an absolutely phenomenal film like that is one of the rare ones that i give like a 10 out of 10 on yeah, I yeah, because every relationship is interesting. Um you get like all all everything that's sort of around um Natalie Portman's character, like everything is there for a reason and it's all yeah. uh Oh, there's nothing wasted on this film. Right. And look, can we please go back to the days where these movies are an hour 45? <laughs> which is what this movie is it's an hour 48 yeah. minutes it is you know, everything it needs to be yeah it's funny because when i was cracking it on the other night i was just like oh god is this gonna be like a two, it's like, i swear it's like a two and a half hour film or something just because of the type of film it is like they usually are like and then i whacked it up and um and i double checked and i was like hour 49 mm-hmm. yeah all right i'll take it if sure like you know like, um i always appreciate a short run time <laughs> yeah i yeah, I, I understand this, you know, this urge that like people need to get bang for their buck or whatever. That no. hey, if you if you're taking time out to go to the theater, then it's got to be a two hour, 20, 30 minute epic. But no, just give me quality. That's all I ask. Yeah, like I watched Barbie recently and realized like, oh, this movie's like an hour forty, yeah. and it's perfect. Right. This is exactly what this movie needed to be. Thank God it wasn't two hours and ten minutes long. Oh my goodness! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree. I yeah, uh, that that's just me being a cranky old man shaking my no, fist you know at the I moon. Think, no, do you know what though? I think as <laughs> I think as well when you watch as many films as you and I do, and like especially when like you're a film podcaster, like. <laughs> You have to watch so many films and like not only just for like the shows and stuff you're doing, but you also want to watch them just for your enjoyment. But then you also have like, you know, your life as well and other commitments and things. So you've got a film and it's like, especially if it's film that you're reviewing and things. So it's not like, ah, maybe I'll watch this another time. You're like, no, I actually do need to watch it now. And then it's like a two and a half or three hour movie. You're just like, cool, 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 cool. You know, I guess I'm watching this then. Yeah. My afternoon, Barbara. Well, and I usually, I, I don't watch a movie a day, but pretty close to it. Yeah. Uh, because usually when I wrap up all my work in the evening, what I like to do is I'd like to eat a little dinner and watch a movie. And that's, that's yeah. kind of how I do my thing. And, uh, but I also like to have some time to read God, God damn. I, th- this is the saddest thing I will, I will say this entire show. But what mm-hmm. I really like to do is I like to eat a little dinner. I like to watch a movie, have a cup of tea and then read for a little bit. And then I go to bed. No, that's not, that's amazing. That sounds like that's, that 
that's perfection. It, it I love it. It and most of my nights are like that. And what throws oh. it off is when I sit down to eat. And I'm like, what movie do I want to watch? Uh, you know, I I've been meaning to catch up to Oppenheimer or Killers of a Flower Moon. It's like three hours and ten minutes long. What the <laughs> fuck? Like I can't. That's not the kind of life I live. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be watching a movie for three and a half fucking hours. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, the other thing that we we definitely wanted to touch on because you know we're not just talking about obsession in this movie, but we've both got obsession relationship stories oh yeah and so you go first because yours are always better and I'll, then i'll just make mine short or i'll make one no <laughs> no go with yours first okay all right so yeah. this is a relatively recent thing oh and uh i'm one of those people uh, th- so uh i went out on uh, a couple of dates uh-huh. And it was uh, it was good, you know. We had a good time. Uh, it it was um, a lot of fun. And um, the and I, you know, pretty pretty upfront, I was like, "Hey, I want to take things a little bit slow." Um, okay, you know, because I'm, uh, you know, at the end of the day, still working my way through, you know. Th- the the heaviness of the last relationship that it was right yeah that and that was full on yeah and so i was like yeah you know i just want it to be kind of casual and then you know if it if if it really humps along then great humps (laughs) yeah right (laughs) and uh and it became i think obvious pretty quickly that the person I was with, who was awesome, let me just say this up front. Okay. There's nothing about this person that was uh, was uh, uh, off-putting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was great. Mm. But she was like, I like you. I'm into this. I'm all in. Okay. And I was like, I am not. That is not where I am right now. And, yeah. but you know, it was, and th- maybe this isn't like a hundred percent obsession, but it was definitely that thing of like, you are into this relationship in a way mm-hmm. that I'm not. Yeah. Like way more than. Right. You're in with both feet. Yeah. And you know, like the, the conversation never went this way. But you could definitely tell, like, it was a lot of, hey, I'm I'm talking to my friends about you. You should meet my, you know, my kids are adults, but you should meet them. Ooh. Yeah, right. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know about any of this. After how long is that? Um, You know, about a month or so. Yeah, but... It's... That's still early days. It's still early days. Like, um, and it wasn't like, you know, I it's need It's not to... like you have to pick her up from, like, her parents' house or something and, like, get the lowdown from her dad or whatever. Is no. It, you know, like, yeah. But, you know, but it was, it was sort of like, hey, you know, my, my, uh, my son still lives at home, so let's just get that meeting out of the way and so that it's not weird if we're hanging out and he's there. Why and... would it be weird that he's not a teenager? Um, or is he? 
Oh, I mean, he was. He was, but like oh. kind of a later teenager. Oh, right. But he probably doesn't really give too much of a fuck either right. way. No, no, no. Like, I don't think he would give a shit. No. But it was it was me that was giving the shit. And yeah. I was the shit giver in this situation. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, you know, that was sort of, you know, it, it was it was really uncomfortable because on a on an intellectual level, I was like, all of this is actually very good, you know, because mm-hmm. she is really cool. We have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a stable human being. She's not a mm-hmm. lunatic. Yeah. Um, That's nice. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. Look, it doesn't happen often. Uh, so all of that stuff was really positive. So like I said, on an intellectual level, I was like, all of this should be great. And in fact, that was the thing I kept telling myself was, I don't know why I'm not responding to this in a positive way because I <laughs> should like the rest of us. Right. Yeah, you're right. We uh, need the damage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, not the damage. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I and, and, and since then I've been like, I just don't need to date anybody for a while. Cause clearly I fucked this up. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a situation of like, you know, like, look, we've got to talk and you, oh, and no. right. And I felt so bad. Cause I was like, you are great. Like legitimately a great person that on paper, if I had sat down to say like, here is the kind of person I ought to be dating. It was her. It was her to a T. And I know, but I was like, I am not in a place for this right now. Like I feel wildly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you can't help that though. It does, and it doesn't have to be a personal thing about that other person. It can literally be like, like I've said, I say this all the time. So I'm on dating apps. Unfortunately, I don't have much of a choice because where I live, it's not so much of a dating pool. It's more of a dating puddle. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I, I always sort of preface any dates with like, Hey, by the way, like I you could be the best looking guy the nicest guy on the planet but if that vibe is not there nothing that you can do right. is going to make me want to bang you you know like I I literally like I went on this date with this guy who was gorgeous I think like, I think I might have said about it actually like it's really gorgeous he was funny we got on well blah blah and I know it's such a dumb thing <clears throat> But as soon as I like met him, not only because he was wearing way too much aftershave and it was mm. like, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is just nah, but also as well, I just was immediately like, nope, don't fancy you. And like, it's it's not that he didn't look like his pictures. It's not like he was a totally different person or anything like that. It was just literally as soon as I meet someone, I will either know or I won't. You know, like I either will or I won't, sort of thing. You know, yeah, yeah. and it's it's not personal to them. And I have to sort of preface that every time I go on a date. Going, by the way, like just because I'm flirting with you now and just because of whatever, that means nothing until we actually meet. Because I will not know whether I actually fancy you in in person or not until we meet. Yes, and yeah. it's just sometimes you can't help. You just can't help it. Like it's not because they're a bad person. I hooked up with this guy before, and there was just it was, uh, it was like a, a couple of months ago. And I went round, and there were so many green flags. Like he, he, he met me in the car park of his apartment. Um, like met me at my car, so that I wouldn't have to walk up to the flat on myself. I was following him. His hoodie on the back said something like, 
um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's like to the person reading this behind me, you matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like we get up, his apartment's actually, and not just like shit, I've just done a quick rip round clean. He clearly takes care of his flat. I go into his bathroom and he's got the ordinary products, which if you don't know what that is, like that is like, I'm pretty sure he's come out of a long-term relationship because I don't know any man who knows about the ordinary products on his own and actually uses them. And like, he's like really complimentary. He like, you know, does all the right things. The sex is actually pretty good. Um, he's making me feel confident. Like, you know, he's, as I say, saying on doing all the right things. And then for some reason afterwards, I just got the ick. Mm. And I had to, and I ended it with him. And I was like, nah. So I like, I didn't, but I was supposed to stay that night. And I, all I could, I could not get out of that, that flat fast enough. And I don't know why, maybe it was, maybe it was some sort of weird sixth sense. Like maybe he was actually like too perfect and he's actually got some body stashed somewhere. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and my radar's going off. But yeah, on paper, there was literally the guy's fucking great. Good looking guy. Do you know what I mean? Literally. And I don't know what it was, but as soon as we went to the living room, like we couldn't agree on what we wanted to have as a, as a food, like on takeaway. Um, we couldn't agree on a film. He doesn't like horror. So that was a red flag. Mm. Um, you know, like it was just like, it was just such a mismatch of energy. And I was just like, nope. <laughs> you know, and I was, and I said to him, like, you were a lovely guy. Like you said, you're a lovely guy you know literally like you were a lovely lovely guy it's nothing to do with you trust me this is like it's i don't want to say it's not you it's me but like it's also it is more me than you though like it's just one of those things unfortunately like but like wish you all the best and you'll be a lovely boyfriend to someone i'm sure you know it's weird isn't it it's so weird yeah it, it it is strange how uh you know like you said, we're we're just kind of fucked up, messy people. Not I don't mean you and me, but just in general, you yeah, know, that's just humanity. You me, well, you and I in particular, sure. <laughs> in particular. Um, but yeah, it it is kind of fucked up, and I feel I feel bad about it. Still, like I feel really guilty because I'm like every I should all of that stuff should have worked, and like if if that didn't work, then what? You know what I mean? Do you know what's really funny is I saw this meme on Instagram the other day where it was just kind of like it was something like oh um my mother who's 65 just told me that she um she and this guy ended things because he didn't want anything serious so yeah apparently that doesn't go away yeah 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 <laughs> is that you Bo? <laughs> I mean currently that's it, it wasn't but uh but currently it is it, it's like yeah. I don't and, and you know, part of it is just my it's schedule me, and, as well. Yeah, and it, you know, it it's sucks because uh, you know I do, I do love being in, you know, a long term committed relationship. That is kind of my vibe. But oh, it's, no. uh, but also I, you know, and at this point I'm just like I'm not doing, I'm not going out with anybody right now. Not until I I can feel a little more confident about it that i'm i'm not gonna immediately uh turtle as soon as it's like oh this could be serious you know like i i I need to be back in a place where i I can allow for it to be serious and that's not like terrifying (laughs) to quote regina george why are you so obsessed with me (laughs) yeah yeah uh but you know but that's that also kind of sucks when you're with somebody that's like you are awesome you know like completely supportive and and Mm. is just like 
I'm here for you. You like, you make me laugh, like all that stuff that you're just like, yeah, this is exactly what I want to hear. This makes me feel like I'm a, a decent human being instead of the piece of shit I know I am. And, <laughs> and, um, yeah. And, and when you're just like, well, somehow that doesn't work. Like maybe, no, I, just, uh, I hate it when people are too nice. I'm like, no, give me some pushback. <laughs> yeah. I need, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. You know that that's such a, a weird, messy thing about relationships is that it's sometimes, so fucked up, isn't it? yeah, that <laughs> like the the people that seem to be best for you in like categorically, like this is you know these are people that that absolutely um, are you know in touch with their emotions and able to express things and hey, right, you know. just like emotionally healthy and able to you know to say here is what i want and need and i'm interested in knowing what you want and need and uh and just be like this is this feels too good i should probably get the fuck out of here like for me it's just ick i'm just like oh i don't know why I'm so fucked up. Like even when you're just saying that, my face is so scrunched up. Like mm, I think it just it comes on too strong. Maybe which is so fucking stupid. It's so dumb. Right. Like, anyone listening, don't worry. We know we're the fucking problem. Hi, it's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. Like I'm not saying it's the other person's fault at all. Like not at all. I know that this is fucked. Um, and I don't really know what else to do because, like, yeah, like and this is why I end up with terrible fucking people. Um. <laughs> and like it's just i don't know it's just it just like be like be a good good person like be like a nice person in that but just like aim it at some at someone else not me mm-hmm. like be nice to be nice be a nice person but just don't aim all of it at me yeah yeah maybe yeah maybe that's it um but I also, just, I, yeah, Ugh. yeah, I don't know. It feels suffocating. I don't know why. I'm so. Maybe I should get back into therapy. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I left too soon. Oh, I totally. I, in in <laughs> fact, that was something. Uh, that was something I even told her as as like we were ending things. I was like, "Look, you don't even have to say the words. I'm already I've, the call is already into my therapist because clearly my brain is broke." <laughs> My brain done broke. <laughs> yeah, I have done. I have done fucked up. Um, I done fucked up, ma. Yeah, it <laughs> something, something's wrong with my noodle. Uh, but yeah, that that is really, you know, I. But coming on too strong is like, well, is it because is it that sort of the dream in in some ways of like you have somebody that's totally oh. passionate about you. A hundred percent. See, this is the thing. This is why I'm really fucked up because the only way I want that energy is when it's like the extreme where it's like, I would kill for you. <laughs> it's like, well, that's someone, frightening. well, no, I don't mean it literally, but like that kind of like, oh, I, don't, I think I just read too much dark romance, but like, it's just that thing of like, don't be in, don't be nice when you're being nice to me. I want drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I feel like these these podcast recordings are almost like therapy sessions in themselves because I just every time I come away, I'm like, "There's a new problem." That's something. <laughs> yeah. like- well, that's the good thing is we don't solve any problems on this show. No. We just identify we just, more. We just identify more. Yeah, exactly. 
Let me. All right. Speaking of being fucked up, let's say this one. So, um, when when the relationship <laughs> I had that you know, like when I was living with my partner and you know we were taking care of her kids and that kind of thing. Um, when so when that ended, uh, when I had started my job, that was going on. And then yeah. while I was in school, like wrapping up the end of the year, we broke up. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, go through the entire summer and then I come back this year, uh, to back to school. And there's one teacher in particular who's always like, um, you know, I, I she told me just yesterday, as a matter of fact, was like, I really admire the fact that you are working hard all day and then going home and doing additional schoolwork. And I, I can only hope that your family is really supportive. And I just, and she said things a couple of times where I haven't corrected her because we've been, now it's too late. And well, it's not, I don't think it's too late, but at some point I've got to like, make the, make time to have that conversation where like look we haven't talked about this because it's it's you know still kind of uncomfortable for me to talk about but here's what's going on uh so just in the future know that when i go home at night there is no one there but you know the dog or the cats yeah but that's all you need that's the only family you need they'll never leave you I'll never abandon you. Um, yeah, but they also here's a, this. God, this, or, this really is a here's, here's what you could do. Yeah, you could pull a Hugh Grant in about a boy and create a fictional child. <laughs> That's not bad. I could just say, oh, they died. Some crisps in the back of your car. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, just food for thought. Yeah, I, I'm leaning. <laughs> you have more than one option, though. I was, by your situation. So the teacher across the hall, she knows because like we we chat all the time, and yeah. so she knows the thing. Is she married? Um, no, but she's got uh somebody that I I think they're going to be married. Oh, I was gonna say you guys seem to get on. She's also like twenty six. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. I mean, you know, above board and legal and shit. But yeah, I get it. Anyways. Right. Yeah. That that <laughs> that is not my dating pool. No. Uh, so. <laughs> but, but her advice she was like it doesn't matter which which direction you go but you've got to go big it's either you've got to break down and sob as you're explaining this or you've got to go the other direction and be like no they're gone and it's great this is her advice yes well i mean it's sarcastic I like but i yeah oh she's oh uh, she's great yeah she's yeah, yeah. Great. we get along real I, well i i i vote second <laughs> right. Just because that's my vibe like when people go like <laughs> like when people i i see i don't i didn't realize actually until i've just been literally just been thinking about it in that split second where i'm like i should do that a lot so i'll go like the complete thing of like people say like oh um, you know, do you get on with your family? I'm like, well, most of them I can't stand, and the rest of them are dead. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the rest live abroad. So it's just me. Um, or like when people say like, oh, so do you want any more kids? And I'm just like, 
fuck do I I'm getting my tube side in the ear you know like mm -hmm. I just I don't <laughs> and like I don't give any kind of like context or anything so people just think I'm a terrible terrible person um, you know, and I'm quite, I don't care if they think that because you know the people who know me and who I actually care about their opinion know what you know know the situation know why I make certain choices or why I do certain things or why I feel certain ways and if you don't know me that well then I really don't care what you think so I'll just go like the most extreme thing of just like yeah you want to ask personal questions now yeah fuck off yeah. you know like, yeah that's what so I'm full 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 behind the second option of just going like yeah fucking left and it's fucking great screw you and your psycho kid you know like, yeah <laughs> uh yeah that's a pretty good one uh all right okay, well, yeah. so what what about you what give me an obsession story uh oh okay so <laughs> uh i think i mentioned didn't i i was a unicorn for a couple mm -hmm. uh, like and um it was a married couple and did i tell you about this yeah, I think we've discussed this a little. I don't know if we've discussed it on the show, but but yeah, but I, I can totally see that because. To okay, yeah, sorry. Well, no, I was just, <laughs> just going to say, like, I can see you being because you're you're like sexually liberal and all of the other stuff, right? Like, you're you're attractive, you're smart, you're funny, your your interests are you know unique. They're not. It's not like you are a very individual kind of person like there you are not just a, a regular schmegular person oh. and so i could see especially a couple that's like hey we want to have this you know kind of open relationship with this other person i could see where that would be like holy shit we have found we have we have done struck gold oh that's like <laughs> That's really sweet. Don't say too much nice because then I'll have to break up with you. <laughs> but no, no, sorry. Anyway, I was interrupting just to tell you that, yes, I can totally see that. But please go ahead. <laughs> well, I kind of felt like I struck gold because I, um, I met up with this guy uh, through a dating app. And then we were chatting and got on really well. And then he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm married. And I was just like, Ugh. and he's like, but no, 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 it's cool. Like, she knows. It's fine. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay um because it wasn't it wasn't my first rodeo you know what I mean? mm -hmm. um but i'm like as long as everyone's above board like that's the thing for me in these situations i'm just like i care more about the other if the other person's not involved which it, she wasn't at first if the other person isn't involved i care more about that person than the person i'm fucking because they're the ones who are like potentially putting something at risk mm -hmm. and putting all of their trust and faith in their partner and myself um so i'm constantly like checking in hey how are they doing are they okay? Have you chatted about it? What do they know? They can talk to me. They can ask me questions. They can, you know, as much or as little as they want. Like I'm, no, I'm an open book for them, whatever it needs for them to be comfortable and secure. Like, you know, that's like really, really important to me. So I'm like, you know, as long as they know and everything's all above board, then okay, great, cool. If like, I remember I was messaging this guy and he messaged me saying, this is so exciting. My wife sat next to me and she has no idea. Mm, yeah, that's not great. And I immediately blocked him. I was yeah. like, that is not what I'm about. Thank you. But no, thank you. You're a cunt. So um, <laughs> like, it's just my personal opinion, but, um, but I am right. Um, and so anyway, so I was like, okay, great. And um, then me and him hooked up after a little while of messaging, there was like, she got cold feet about it. And so we didn't message for a bit and things. And then 
she came around to it um and so we ended up hooking up and it was great real fucking good mm-hmm. <laughs> and um yeah and then i said because i had done a bit of instagram snooping um to see what his wife was like and she is like i don't think i've ever met anyone as attractive as her in real life oh wow like she is like i call her a goddess Mm because she is looks like she has this like wave of long black curly hair that goes all the way down to her ass she has got and speaking of her ass fuck she's got these beautiful tattoos she's pierced you know what i mean like she's this real kind of like artsy gorgeous just oh yeah anyway so i'm like oh hey so you're missus you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um give her my number <laughs> and uh and he was like oh that's funny because she was asking about you too because he'd shown her pictures she, she'd asked the same pictures of me um and <laughs> she didn't need to snoop <laughs> Mm-hmm. um well, I was asking something um and he was like, oh it's kind of funny because like she's actually been saying the same so like we ended up chatting and me and her just got on really really well we had actually kind of gone through some similar experiences we both have ADHD and you know both have very similar kind of attitudes and stuff and within like a few days we were just messaging constantly and um for me it was just very exciting and then I hooked up with them both um, a week after me and her started messaging um, and we had this threesome it was great um, woke up the next I stayed woke up the next day and they were like all good you know like he was buzzing she was hung over as shit but like but she was like very happy about it and then me and her had a little like thing upstairs and then she uh, was like saying how I mean, she said to me, like, you know, oh, yeah, we want to kind of keep seeing you. And um, she had, like, we had so much fun last night. And she said, like, oh, it's going to be really sad when you get into a a relationship. Because when you're in a relationship, you're monogamous, right? And I was like, yeah, like, I am. Like, when I'm in a relationship, like, that, you know. Um, And she was like, oh, what are we going to do? I'm like, oh, you don't have to worry about it. Like, it's going to be a while. (laughs) Um, And... um, but I was like, this is fucking great. I get both of my female and male me- needs met. I get to have threesomes. I get to have, like, you know, like, it was fucking perfect. you know what I mean? And, like, they live just far enough away for it to be, like, not a constant thing, if that makes sense. Like, just a, oh, hey, like, this weekend's be free, kind of whatever, you know? Um, not, like, an, like a booty call at 2 a.m. type of jobby. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which suits me much better. Um. Anyway, so I get this. So I'm feeling very good. I leave. I'm feeling great about it. You know, it's all good. Um, and me and the guy, because she was due to come on a period and she was just, I'm just feeling ugly. So maybe you and him should have like the next meet kind of thing. So me and him had had something in the diary booked out. And then I get this message um, from him saying that like, oh, we've been chatting. This is like a few hours later. We've been chatting and actually maybe this is a bit too much too soon. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, good, because this was fucking perfect. I didn't, I wasn't in any kind of need to search anything else out from anyone because I was like, these are all my needs met in one situation, ideal. And then like, um, 
yeah and he and he was like yeah we kind of like thought about it. maybe it's a bit too much too soon like and I was just like oh shit is she okay because it kind of seemed to be more on her end than his end and I messaged her as well and I was like oh hey like are you okay like I'm really sorry if I did anything wrong or I came on too strong or anything and she was just like no it's just I just don't think I'm as okay with seeing someone with my husband as I thought and we just need to take some space and whatever and I was just like yeah fine like that's whatever it is you know like it's all good I'm not here to pressure anyone um and then like that weekend she called me and she's like I just feel really crappy about like how things left and whatever anyway so skip forward and they're getting a divorce um (laughs) and um she's like messaging me again and stuff um the guy is just completely he like unfollowed me on insta he's like you know not I mean, not that I was messaging loads, but like he never, I never heard from him again after that. I didn't message him. I wasn't about to be like chasing something that, you know, someone who didn't want to be chased. So, you know, like, but he never messaged me again. And then like, um, yeah. And then she's, but she's still messaging me and she's going like, oh, like I definitely like, this has definitely brought out like my bisexuality. And it's something that I've not really got to explore too much before. You were like the first person who I really, you know had an experience like that with to that extent and you know um, I really want to continue that with you and I was just like well I mean as long as everything's okay like you know ethically like then yeah all right and then she was just like oh I don't think actually like he isn't he is okay with it and I'm like well okay so maybe we should not then because that's not cool with me if like you are you guys are like because they were for a bit trying to like sort out their marriage and stuff but then like now they are getting a divorce and then I and then she was like and then she said like oh no actually do you know what I'm just going to focus on on myself a little bit I need to get some like clear my head and get some space there's just been a lot of change and a lot of things happening very quickly I was like yeah totally respect that I think that's probably for the best Mm -hmm. no worries here if you ever want me kind of thing whatever you know very chill then I go on holiday to Canada and me and Sabrina I bought Sabrina um did I tell you this oh please don't tell me I told you this I've done this whole fucking run up for this story keep going uh, so far so good okay great good okay so um anyway so I'm on so I've I've like essentially messaged this woman for a week slept with her once right okay I've slept with her husband twice you know so like that's essentially the the extent of our quote-unquote relationship you know um other than a few haphazard calls and texts otherwise so I'm on holiday in Canada with Sabrina. I bought Sabrina a really nice, sexy corset for her birthday. Um, and I also had like some corset style tops and we just thought it'd be fun to do like a little bit of a, like a, a safe photo shoot, basically propping her phone up on some books and, you know, putting a timer on it. And like we posted them, tagged each other and it's all kind of, a bit suggestive and a bit saucy and a bit of sapphic and whatever you know um we were sort of playing into the like the dom, dom submissive mother baby girl type thing right Ooh, sexy okay it was, it was a bit sexy um but like we were just having fun do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but there's always this kind of like are they aren't they with me and her <laughs> and um, which we completely play into it's just very funny to us um and Anyway, so that night after we posted, I'm cooking um, 
because Sabrina had cooked the entire trip so far and it was like my penultimate night and the next night I was we were all going around to her dad's the food so I was like let me fucking cook for you woman you've cooked all <laughs> all trip let me fucking cook all right sit your ass down fucking stop being such a control freak so you know so she does that I'm cooking and then my phone goes and it's this woman and the time difference means that it's about 1am for her and she has clearly had a couple of drinks she's not like wasted wasted or anything but she's a bit tipsy mm-hmm. and she basically starts crying oh boy and she's like just tell me the truth are you with her i'm like what and she's just like i saw that post today and i just i just burst into tears and all of this and i'm like what <laughs> And I'm just like, I can't really talk right now. Like, I'm in the middle of cooking. I'm on holiday. Like, can I call you when I get home next week? Like, we can talk about this. This is, I don't really understand what this is about. And like, and she's just like, just tell me if you're with her. I'm like, I mean, no, no. But like, even if I was, that's not really anything to do with you. Like, we're not together. Like, you have ended things twice with me, to be fair, mm-hmm. um, because you were working on things with your husband. And, and like, I don't really understand why what I do is anything to do with you at this point, like not in a horrible way, but like, I don't understand why you're being upset. We're not together. And then she was just like, why are you being so cold with me? Why are you like, and I was just like, look, I can't, I actually just cannot talk with right now. Not only am I very busy, but also because I was doing risotto, you have to constantly monitor risotto. Um, And like, but also as well, like you're clearly drunk and I'm not having this conversation with you while you're drunk. It's just pointless. It's just no. And then she's like, why are you being so cold? And then she's like, just, just tell me that you don't, just tell me that you hate me. And I'm like, I don't hate you. I don't, I, I'm just very confused right now. Oh, this is messy. Yeah. And she's like, just tell me that you hate me because it'd just be easier and I can just get over you. And I'm just like, I don't, why are you getting over? There's nothing to get over. We, we messaged for a month, for a week and we slept together once. Like, I don't really understand. I'm so confused right now. I can't really process it. I need to go. And she was just like, and she was just like, okay, fine. I'll take, I'll take the hint. Like you hate me. And I hangs up. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And Sabrina pokes her head around. She's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she literally blows up my phone all night. And to the point where and like message me going, call me, call me. I like, I need to talk to you. Call me. And I just literally just turned my phone off. Cause I was just like, I cannot. I cannot deal with this. Um, and then, like, I get this message the next day, which I could have predicted, just basically this big, long essay of apology and remorse and, like, explanation and whatever. And I was just like, look, I'll talk to you when I get home. Anyway, we we met up, and, like, she brought me these um, roses and this apology card which was very sweet. And she was like, I'm really sorry. And then she was like, it's that she was going through this whole thing and a lot of like change. And she was just latching and all of that. Of it. Um, and she apologized. And like, we're very kind of like chill now. Like we message every now and then, but it's very like, very chill. But like there was, but for these like, you know, however long I was just like, I don't get what's happening. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was just like fucking crazy, you know, like I was, but I was also kind of like, was I that good? Was it? You know, like, um, but no, like it's obviously, I mean, obviously she was going through like a real tough time because they also have a couple of kids and a house and 
you know, all of this kind of stuff. And there was all these other, but there were all of these other problems as well going on, which I'm not going to talk about. But, um, but like, you know, there was clearly just this build up of like a shitstorm waiting to happen. And I think I was just the catalyst. And then she just latched onto me and it was a whole thing. But she's doing so much better now. And like, um, I recommended her my old therapist and that's going really well, apparently. So, <laughs> oh, good. Um, good, good, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh yeah and like she's doing a lot of stuff for herself like that's very productive and things and like focusing on what's best for the kids and all the rest of it and like her and her ex are now very amicable and and it's all fine but like yeah there was this period where I was just kind of like what have I got myself into (laughs) yeah like this is really nothing to do with me like I happen to be the, the the person this would have happened at some point or other though I am pretty sure like you know but it was just yeah I think she just like latched on to me because I was that person but yeah it was just absolutely bad shit I just I was just so confused the whole fucking time I was like t- talking to her and not, and not just that night as well but like there was just like a few messages that went back and forth and I'm like reading them just like I don't this doesn't make sense <laughs> you know yeah that oh man there is just nothing worse than dealing with you know, somebody that's just losing their mind. I mean, or, or just like gets so caught up in the situation or the drama or mm-hmm. whatever that mm-hmm. you're just like, Oh, I can't, I can't deal with this at all. Yeah. Cause I wasn't like, I wasn't aware of any kind of marital issues. Like it was for me, the way that it was kind of told to me is that they wanted to just expand their like because they were quite sexually explorative anyway as a couple mm-hmm. like um and like they just wanted to expand that out and she wanted to explore her bisexuality and like you know in a safe environment where she was with her husband and it was all very you know I didn't like but if I'd known that there were all these other issues before I probably wouldn't have got involved no matter how hot they are mm. no no <clears throat> no but like <laughs> I mean, it was so fucking attractive. But, um, but like, you know, just been like, are you sure about this? Because, like, this is not a way to fix a relationship, like, at all. Like, it will do the opposite, you know? Um, yeah. You know, but I had no idea. You know, it's not like, you know, something that you really ask. I mean, although, to be fair, I might do from now on um, if I end up in another situation like that. But, like, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd not been in too many situations like that. Like, and the ones that I had been, like, they'd been, well, one of them was more experienced. Like, they were, like, they'd done it before. It was fine. And then the other one, um, it wasn't, like, such an open relationship. It was more like he was open, but she was, like, fine. But, like, she had like lost her libido kind of thing so it was for him to because he's he's pretty polyamorous anyway and they were on about getting a third into it involved but then she just suddenly overnight lost her very otherwise very high sex drive so she was just like well you know as long as you're coming back to me at night right right right, right. Kind of thing. and they're the most solid fucking amazing and like me and him no longer bang anymore and like me and her are really good mates now and we all hang out and it's fucking hilarious like i remember like i had dinner around theirs and um we were having spaghetti bolognese and i was like slurping up the spaghetti because you do and um if you're eating it properly anyway and then he turns around <laughs> and he's just like oh i've heard that before um and then I turned around and I was just, just like, I was just like, yeah, it's about as fucking wide as you. And um, 
and we were all laughing and i was like you know it's hilarious there's not one person in this room that knows that that is not true (laughs) 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 and it was just like and it was just like such a surreal but really in some weird kind of way very kind of heartwarming kind of thing like the two of them are just so comfortable and confident in their relationship and so loving and trustful and and trusting and respectful of each other like you can make jokes like that and like it's fine mm-hmm. um and i'd say like me and her get on really really well like in some ways we probably get on better than me and him just because me and her have so much in common i mean she's a supernatural fan for one thing so oh yeah, yeah. well already yeah. already yeah and a horror fan so um but yeah like and like they came around last weekend and met my mum well actually he had met my mum before and she's about ready to adopt him i'm like don't make it weird mum fucking make it weird um (laughs) but like they came around stuff and then she met my mum for the first time we were at dinner together and like you know everyone knew the situation my mum knew what what had been going on and you know but it was just like wholesome well that's (laughs) what you're looking for is wholesomeness in your you know yeah multiple partner setups yeah (laughs) Yeah. but i'd never been like I, i wasn't like i guess like long in the tooth enough to sort of like look out for those sorts of signs or like ask those kinds of questions or think that that would maybe but like i because to me that's not my business but actually if i start sleeping with you as a couple then maybe it is my business right yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah of course (laughs) like maybe i should i should be okay to ask those things like if it's one thing if they don't want to tell me but like i think if if that situation arises again, I might just be like, hey, how are you guys as a couple, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You're> stable? Because, <laughs> um, yeah, it can be very, very messy. Um, but, yeah, have you ever been obsessed with someone? Oh, God, yeah. Um, have you done some crazy shit? <gasps> have you done no, some crazy I, shit, though? No, I mean, no, this, this isn't crazy shit. But there was, um, there was a, uh, a girl, and this is like, eh, college age i would say mm-hmm. uh I, I was you know like we both were in fairness um <laughs> this isn't like well she was college age and i was this was last week um <laughs> but <Not> <laughs> yeah but it but it was like well um it was the first it wasn't my first girlfriend or anything it was probably my second or third Mm-hmm. like serious girlfriend yeah yeah and um and she was so fucking cool she was yeah. way cooler a girl than i needed to be dating <laughs> you always tell yourself sure but no i mean like she was a drummer oh okay yeah no that's way too cool for right you. i mean it was real like she was more <laughs> she was too cool for most people i knew yeah that's yes um but she was like she was super funny and she was a, a drummer and um she had a really like very sly sense of humor and yeah Love i it. mean i just i like i i fancy her yeah i i mean I fucking loved her. I was just immediately after we started dating, I was like, like over the moon. Yeah. And, um, uh, the, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like the, the like that age that you just did, that puppy love kind of that first, and you have the dumb teenage, not developed brain yet. So you just like, everything seems like it's going to be forever. Yeah. 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 
and yeah, I mean that that was definitely part of it of like, oh well, we'll we'll be together, uh, you know, for the rest of our lives, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and so yeah, it was a real bummer when when that you know ended up kind of going wrong, yeah, um, and it was. Like that, the the problem I had uh, with that, I think, is that I was, it like again, it was the first person I I'd been with that we were like that serious about, mm. and um and and I was that into, and yeah, and then kind of at the end of the day realized like oh I am, uh, like like. W- as as great as the relationship is and as into this person as as i am i was also like a real hot mess at the mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. so she wisely let me just say this is no reflection on, on her at all she uh was like hey you're kind of a fucking mess <laughs> and so i am probably uh not going to continue dating you and uh and she was right she was right i was a, a total fucking mess um but it was still like a really a real bummer and um <laughs> so i i'm so glad this is like 30 years ago now so i can tell this story now it can be told um, right so what happened was uh, like i i ended up seeing her um at like some bar or something with and this is after she had already broken up with me yeah how long after um weeks not that long okay okay and and so it you know look uh clearly it was going to be a situation where like she i don't know that she started dating this guy before we broke up but she would not have been wrong to <laughs> like um oh. but anyway regardless i run into her and and this guy or i just see him at the bar and um i was so pissed off about it <laughs> that and i didn't like like we didn't get in a fight or anything like that but mm-hmm. i did the real dick move of like i went over and introduced myself to him <gasps> Oh. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh. Oh. It was, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That person never looked good. Oh, I know. Oh, trust me, I am aware. Were you aware at the time? Uh, mm, I'm cringing out for you so bad right now. I know. No, it was it was fucking awful. Oh. Um. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, at the end of the day, um, it was like, I, I, like, even as I'm telling you this now, like, I feel terrible about this. This was one of the dumbest, shittiest things that I, I have ever engaged in of like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to make an ass of myself just because I am, I'm feeling hurt by this. Yeah. And so I will, I'll show you. Um, yeah, oh, it was fucking bad. Oh, it was so bad. Uh, but yeah, oh, I know, I know. It was, oh, it was so dumb. Um, Oh, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. That, that story is over and as well it should be. 
but yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, any any hope that I might have ever had oh, of patching yeah. things up was like, that oh, I, I torched it. Uh, yeah, at that in point. that moment. Yeah. That flitted off. Never oh, to be sure. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, do you want to hear a, a story about when I was obsessed as a nine-year-old? Yes, please. So <coughs> I had this crush on this guy in the year above me at primary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I can, he's got such a fucking generic name and it was like, you know, 25 years ago, I can say his name. It's called Sam Brown. It's important to the story. Okay. <clears throat> so Sam Brown, love of my life. Uh-huh. Sure. Obs. At nine, <laughs> he was 10. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were going to get married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I there's not many people who know this right so I this was you know back in the 90s so like we didn't have the internet not really we didn't we sure as hell didn't have social media or anything like that Mm -hmm. we didn't have mobile phones so you know we had to do the horrifically cringe thing of like calling the house phone yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember if you, this. If you wanted to speak to someone, you had to call the house phone and be on hold with their parents however the fuck long until your friend got on the phone and shit. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I wanted to be... I mean, this is just so on fucking brand for me. Like, like there was no, there was no... There was no moment in my life that made me the way I am. Apparently I was, as Gaga says, just fucking born this way. Mm-hmm. I decided I wanted to do some like gesture of love by sending him an anonymous secret admirer Valentine's day card. Right. Mm-hmm. So as I said before, he has a very generic name and I did not know where he lived. Mm-hmm. But I could not do it at school. No, no, because he could not possibly know who it was from. And it would have been very obvious who it was from had I handed it to him at school. And I couldn't just slip it in anywhere because we weren't in the same class. So it's not like I, would, I could go to his like drawer or something and just like crack it in, you know, because I didn't have access to his classroom. So I went through the phone book and called every single brown in the Bristol area, which is the fourth biggest city in, in England, until when the parents answered the phone and I said, hi, is Sam there? And they were like, Sam, hung up, knew I got the right one. Um, I then, to be on the safe side, because he, he had a younger brother called Jack, phoned up a different day, that same number, and asked for Jack, mm-hmm. just to make sure. Because Sam is a pretty common name, as is Jack. But to have Sam and Jack Brown in both the same household is maybe unlikely. So I went all through that to get his address. I then every was I was I nine or was I eight? Because I did this for three years in a row. I sent him Valentine's Day cards with poems inside. Oh wow. And on the last year, oh, yeah, no, that was it. Because I did it, I did it even after he left school. Like he'd moved on to secondary school and I was still in year six. 
And I remember it was that last year I stopped because his brother, the younger brother Jack, came up to me and was like, you sending my brother Valentine's Day? I was like, no. Ugh. Oh, yes, no. Yes, it was me. <laughs> and I vehemently denied it, but it is weird because after that, the Valentine's Day card stopped. <laughs> but mm. yeah, I was I was proper obsessed by this guy. Like, I don't, I, I'm like all or nothing. Like, this is the thing with me. I'm either like, ew, don't touch me. Or I'm like, <gasps> spit in my mouth. You know, like, <laughs> there's no in between. Um, so yeah. Um, Sam Brown broke my heart. Uh, fucking Sam Brown. Fucking Sam Brown. He's probably ugly now anyway. He had a bit of a pancake face. <laughs> oh no. Like, That's he unfortunate. Just, well he I mean you know you know like you know like when you look back and you just uh, you know you're dumb like younger teenage years and you're just kinda like, What the fuck was I obsessed with you? You know? <laughs> like what <laughs> why did you like stand out to me over anybody else? Like yeah, from what I remember he was just very kind of generic, floppy haired, blonde haired kind of lanky kid with just this very kind of like baby face mm-hmm. like literally all i remember him being and i've tried to look him up since just because like out of curiosity like i've done it for like several people like who i had crushes on at school and stuff and i can't find him anywhere or anyone who i think could be him so i've got no idea what he looks like now but he's probably ugly because he rejected me that's what i like to believe anyway <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was my problem. That was probably my most neurotic, psychotic level of, at least that I can remember anyway. Like anything that I've acted out on anyway, I've definitely had like some pretty extreme emotions since mm-hmm. then, but like checked myself enough to not like really act on them so much. Although, when my first proper boyfriend, when I was like, oh, was I 16? Yeah, 16. Uh, this is the one who um, had a girlfriend, but she was a lesbian and was in love with me and just using him as a cover up for her sexuality. I know I've definitely oh. spoken about this one. Yeah. Um, anyways, he was my boyfriend for a bit and stuff, but I was like obsessed, like obsessed, spent every single day with him. And then, <laughs> and then like six months later or whatever, he broke up with me because he said he needed space. And I just did not understand what he meant by that. Sure. And it turns out when you spend every single second of your day that you're not at college or school with someone, they can get a bit bored of you. Who fucking knew? Yeah. Um, who, yeah, exactly. Who knew? Who would have thought? Who knew? Especially at the age of 17 and being a boy. And yeah. sometimes he just wants to hang out with his mates without his girlfriend being there all the time. All the time. All the time. Every day. All the time. <laughs> and like, and um, well, I, remember, I remember one time, <laughs> I remember one time like, we had this like like one of the mates to house that we always hung out in and they were on about moving to like across town um before they were walkable from my house mm-hmm. whereas that would not have really been walkable like it would have been like i mean it would have been walkable but not what a 16 wants to do 16 year old sorry wants to do so um i remember he'd come over to my house and i was like talking with my mum like we were sat down all together and I was talking to my mum. I was like, so mum, are you going to be able to give me a lift every day? And he was like, every day. And I was just like, yes, every day. And he was just like, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't get it. What do you mean not every day? You don't want to see me every day. Why don't you see me every day? And 
I literally had no contact. I would literally be in class counting down the minutes until school ended so I could go around and see him. Like literally like full on blown obsessed. And then I wondered why he broke up with me because he needed space. But guess he came calling back two months later saying you miss me. So yeah. So well, so, and I assume at that point you just rubbed his face in it. No, I um, I immediately said yes to getting back with him. Oh, oh sure. Um, <laughs> but then about a couple of months later, we both broke up with each other. It was very amicable because I was just like, it's just not what it was, is it? And he's like, no. And I was like, all right, then see you later. <laughs> We're still mates now. We're on uh, each other's Facebook and stuff. He is a wreck of a person. <laughs> Well, I guess that's good, though, that you, you know, you have found some sort of peace, I guess? Oh, no, I'm still traumatized. Oh, okay. No, I'm fine. Um, uh, no, no. Especially seeing him deteriorate as a person constantly doing night shifts at a fluorescent light supermarket for the last 20 years, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's a vampire. <laughs> um, but still has a wicked sense of humor. Um, we were chatting for We met up, actually, a few years ago for drinks. And I was just like, oh, I'm really glad that I did not stay with you. <laughs> Didn't say that to him, obviously. He'll never listen to this either. So it's fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, fine. But yeah, those are my main obsessions. Oh, and Josh Record at school as well. But I didn't really do anything psychotic. I was actually pretty chill about that. It's just, I just told everyone. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do anything. Like, I didn't do anything outrageous. I just, just the entire fucking year knew. But he was so nice. He was so nice to me. That's not why I fancied him. But it was just like he could have been a real asshole and been like, oh, this bitch, you know, whatever. But he wasn't. He was always so nice to me. He sat next to me in design class and he was lovely. Mm. Anyway, sorry. Mm. Uh, you know what? I mean, look, we're ending in a good place. We're ending with, with like a positive story, which is we good. We are. So, yeah. all right. So, uh, <laughs> going to some more crazy job people. Yeah, Tinder is the flesh. Yes. 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 Let's. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Let. Let's. Let's see what's out there. Who. Who can we get obsessed with? Oh wow, we got a, we got a few people. So, David says, "Ask me a question and I'll answer it. Please don't be mentally unstable, bipolar, or a troll with troll emoji." Seem to me everyone but normally sorry, seem to me everyone but normal mentally stable people. Please just be normal and chatty. What happened to normal chatty woman? What happened to normal chatty woman? Yeah, all right. So yeah. I get you know, maybe he's using the royal woman there or something. <laughs> no what normal chatty woman. I don't uh, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. But this is complete like prejudice against like please don't mind i get like okay i do get especially after our recent discussion mm-hmm. i do get not wanting someone who is like mentally unstable and stuff but i just feel like i don't know i just feel like the people who are mentally unstable nine times out of ten don't realize they're being mentally unstable so putting it as part of your bio is unnecessary kind of useless and also puts people like me off because i'm just like you just a bit of a prejudice asshole mm-hmm. and also i'm unstable so yeah <laughs> so all right so david is just going to be like like eh, i i, I kind of get where his head's at with some of this he's definitely speaking from experience i mean apart from the fact he said seemed to me everyone but but like he's, he's clearly had some trauma I think, to be honest, I'm mostly just upset by his lack of grammar. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, I mean, that's the big problem, right? It's just yeah. that he's not, you know, he's done this. Seems right. So no capitals. Um, oh no, there are. He put a capital U for unstable, but he doesn't know how to use commas at all. Um, when he's listing unstable bipolar, he didn't put a. This is me being so nitpicky, but he didn't put a space after the comma. And then when he said "seemed to me everyone but," he put the space before the comma. Oh, that's not great. And then he ended it with a question mark, but he wasn't answering, asking a question. So, uh, okay, yeah, all it's right. So, now, yeah, it, I mean, that's not great. Um, what? Okay, so let's we'll put put him on the shelf for now. Him and David. Yeah. yeah. So, so now, um, <laughs> Liam, oh, I like the sound of this already. Right, <laughs> it is just lols. It is just funny. Um, can I eat? Right, so hang on. Wait, do you know what frubes are? Do you have frubes in America? Frubes? Like... Yeah, they're like the yogurt in a in a plastic tube, and you just kind of squish the yogurt out into your mouth. Uh, it's like a kid's thing. I I mean that sounds like gogurt. Probably yeah, probably similar. Okay. I don't know what that is. I, sounds- yes, I'm looking at uh yes, I think it is a UK thing, but yes, I I am familiar with this as a concept. Right. Okay, yeah. You have yeah, you have a variation over there. Okay, yeah. great. Can I eat fruits off your boobs? If yes, swipe right. I'm a dad. I know. Still amazes me. Someone let me come in them. And can land a backflip on a trampoline. If I look familiar, it's because I'm in the man of your dreams. Just got a way smaller penis. I wish I was lying. All right. All right, all right sorry. Hit, hit, hit me with that again. Because I clearly I lost. I, like that seemed to go. There seemed to be a hard left turn there. <laughs> can I eat froobs off your boobs? If okay. yes, swipe right. I am a dad. I know. Still amazes me. Someone let me come inside them, and can oh land God. a backflip on a trampoline. That's what I look for in a partner. Uh-huh. If if I look familiar, it's because I'm the man of your dreams. Just got a way smaller penis. I wish I was lying. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, that none of that's great. Um, Ugh. <laughs> So, what? <laughs> what, what, what what's the picture look like? What like is he? Um. So, oh, it's annoying because his location has kind of covered his face on the screenshot, but I'm pretty sure he is. I think he's black, and he's quite. Um, I say sporty looking, I mean sporty chav. So he's wearing like those clean white trainers with like the, the straight, slightly baggy jeans. They're dark jeans. They are nice jeans, actually. It does actually, you know, if you like that style, he actually is dressed quite well. Um, and he's got like a white T-shirt with like what I call the granddad jacket. Mm-hmm. You know, like the with like the little collar and it's like got a zip up and it's like that kind of granddad jacket <laughs> okay okay and it's like a sort of a tan color and he's wearing a baseball cap with some sort of motif on it and i can't see what it is um but yeah he's got some yeah some white clean lace-up sneakers blue jeans 
white t-shirt, tan jacket, baseball cap. And he's 6'1". All right. Um... And he's just sort of standing quite like, he's got like a bit of a a power stance going on in his like feet. And then he's got his hands in his pockets, like of his jacket pocket. Okay. Okay. And he's just sort of looking down the camera in his back garden like, yeah, what? <laughs> Is that Christmas? Because they got Christmas decorations up in the window. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's rough. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what uh, what what does our third one look like if that's number two? Usually the third one's always the worst. Yeah. So this guy's called Bobby. Mm-hmm. COVID-19, quote-unquote, vaccine was an intelligence test to see how many people would shorten their lives to help the rest of us manage our numbers. If you took that, then you definitely won't like me. So just keep shopping for your beta males. There's plenty of them on here, and they'll be delighted to chat to a sheep woman like you. Uh, well, you know, chic is always nice. No, uh, sheep. Sheep. A sheep woman. A sheep woman? Yeah. Oh, that's totally different than what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I mean... All of this is just terrible. Um, Okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I still don't know which one I like best. I mean, look, David, our our first guy, is... He's fine. I mean, yes, the grammar's bad. It's it's a little bit incel-ish. Yeah, it's quite insensitive. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that is not great. Um, but especially as someone who has got a mental disorder, that to me is a bit of a red flag. Sure, sure. Like, look, I, look, I'm not trying to defend this guy. Um, but in terms of what we're dealing with here. Oh, yeah. No, on a spectrum. Yeah. Spectrum. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- uh, all things being equal, this is better than most. Yeah. Um, He's got quite a nice little smiley beardy face. Okay, and well. he likes watching films. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm not I'm not crazy about any of this. No, none of it's good. I mean, we, I think we go into this knowing none of it is good. Right. We're not trying to say that this guy is someone you want to date necessarily, but just if you had to. Right. If if if, if you gotta, the, this is this is where we mm. land. Mm. Um. Okay, and then it's really like who is the worst between two and three? I might, I might say it's number two in this case. Uh, with all the out two or three. Uh, I mean, the froobs on the boobs, and do you can you believe somebody let me come in them? Like, look. That just reeks of low class to me. You know, like I both of them are terrible. You don't want anything to do with any of these people. But between two and three, that's the thing. Like, I am just thinking this is, um, I, uh, I, I, I think that. I yeah, it's got it. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I'm I'm going all in on this. Oh, I, I think yeah, 
number okay. two is the worst. The more I think about it, the more I, I really I, yes. Okay. Yes. What What do you do? You, are Are you saying that our third option is yes? Why so? What it, What it, What is it about number three? Like again, because don't... it's just that rigidity of like narrow, like not even being open to a discussion. He's just like no, nah. like if you took a vaccine, you're immediately trash, you know. Like and yeah, also he's an investment manager. Mm. But um, the middle guy, he is not my top. He is my second because at least he's. He, I don't know. First off. His grammar is actually like is not too bad. Okay. Okay. Um. Firstly, secondly, is he sounds he's just got a bit of a sense of humor, <laughs> and he's self-deprecating, which I always appreciate. Like not because I want some like meek, submissive guy, which I do not, but just being able to like poke fun and like you know have some bants and stuff with. Mm-hmm. The thing that gets me is that if he is true about the smaller penis, I'm sorry, I'm a size queen. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't. You know, like so. If he hadn't said that, he'd probably be my top. Is that really bad? <laughs> but he seems like you know, sexually adventurous. He wants to eat boobs off on boobs. I've never been asked that before. You know, and like he's a dad, so we got things in common. Not that I'm a dad, but we, you know, parents. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I sure as hell can't land a backflip on the trampoline. Oh, today I went to an air hop. Do you know what that is? They have that over there. Uh, uh, describe it. Uh, it it's just like a big kids indoor thing filled with trampolines and different type of like bouncy stuff and. Oh, okay, like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Shit. It was a birthday party that we went to, and I figured, but bunch of mums, kids can go off. Kids are being taken around by the people who work there. We'll just sit and have a coffee and have a natter, right? I turn up and they're like, "Oh, get your socks," and I'm like. I'm sorry, you fucking what? And like, and they were like getting involved and like, well, they didn't after a bit because one of them literally told me that she felt like she was going to wet herself every time she bounced on it. She was like, my cervix is not what it, what it used to be. I was like, oh. <laughs> my <laughs> cervix isn't what it used to be is yeah. the bumper sticker I have on my car. <laughs> right. Well, I was just like, she's like, yeah, get yourself. And I was just like, no. I was like, I did not wear the bra or top for this. Absolutely not. I will hold your bags, you know, like, oh yeah. So I absolutely cannot land a backflip on a trampoline. So he's got that one up on me. Yeah. Honestly, like in terms of, I mean, you know, I'm not swiping right on this guy, even if he did say he's the biggest dick in the world, but like on a spectrum, mm-hmm. this guy's like, I'm getting a vibe off this guy. Then first one, David, because the asshole in me would like to like claim that I'm completely normal and then just completely ADHD out in front of him just to be a prick okay and then bobby i just can't deal with anyone who is just like i'm not saying you know that everything is very black and white Mm -hmm. but this guy seems to be thinking that it's very black and white and i need to be able to have like chat with someone like if we disagree on something there needs to be room for a discussion or like at least like a good healthy debate, whereas this guy just sort of seems like one of those people which are just like so rooted in their belief that they can even have like a healthy discussion about it. Not necessarily to change each other's minds, but just be able to have like that healthy conversation. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
where I just feel like I just feel like mate you're just such, such a fucking tool and then he'd just be there going you're such a fucking sheeple and I'll be like fuck off me and he'd be like fuck off me and he'd be like right fuck you then bye and that's literally how that would go <laughs> well that seems harsh he set up the tone yeah 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 so I don't want to this is what I mean I'm just I'll just step away from that situation entirely like I don't want none of that tone I don't need that negativity in my life <laughs> Whereas David, at least I can have a bit of fun with him. And Liam, I might get fruit eating off my boobs. Well, uh, yeah, fucking yeah. great. I mean, well, at the end of the day, right, you get you at least are leaving with a snack. <laughs> yes. Even if he's not got much to snack on, he brings fruits. Well, yeah. He knows his strengths. I uh, I just, <laughs> I, I, I really hate the, can you believe... Can you believe that somebody let me come inside them? I just there. I just hate it. I just hate it. Um, uh, that strikes me as just being the absolute worst in terms of. I mean, it's just it's rude, and it's like off the back of him being like, "Yeah, I'm a dad," and like, so he's kind of in a way inadvertently talking about his kid. Like, yeah, right, 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 right. someone let me come in i come inside them and like produce that come origin i yeah (laughs) you know i mean i it would be like if uh you know i had a tinder profile that was like all about how uh you know like i can't believe anyone has ever accepted my semen in any of their orifices no, you just sound like a psychopath. That's the point I'm trying to make. You're right. A hundred percent correct. You sound like a psychopath. Because of the terminology you're using, you sound so clinical. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, I don't think it's substantially better if you're using, you know, uh, uh, like more slang. I think it's still awful. Uh, yeah all right uh anyway i look it you know that's so funny it just it just blows my mind i can't believe ejaculated the semen into your orifices look yeah hey look who doesn't like i would (laughs) you know look uh when you are ejaculating into people's orifices (laughs) then i you know Look, that's just a good time. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, you, think, you assume so. You would think. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. And I mean, look, assuming it's all consensual and uh, you're not surprising anybody with it and so forth. No, and also you're just good at it. Um, more what I meant, not like... <laughs> I just meant like that you have skill at least not like it was it wasn't consensual <laughs> right 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 yeah that you have some yeah like yeah that you're you're actually moving your hips some yeah uh that it's not just you know i'm going i uh, i i can't remember where i picked this up or who said it first but there is a difference between having sex with someone and then just masturbating into someone Oh, that's good you know and that's a, really good a lot of guys do the latter and you mm-hmm. know you gotta you gotta make sure that everybody's everybody's there and having a good time that's my motto like yeah. who's who's 
like you know let, like let's make sure that every all parties are uh enjoying themselves because otherwise otherwise what's the point yeah 100 percent. like are you gonna feel good about it afterwards if knowing that the other person isn't <laughs> yeah right like right. you know like my i mean i'm a very in bed anyway i'm a very egotistical competitive person really so like yes wait are you shocked wait is that shocking? i mean that I, competitive i just never thought of it as like oh it's a sport <laughs> no like one time someone said that i was like the second best blowjob he'd ever had uh-huh i was like are you fucking kidding and like proved him wrong hmm. but that's all you have to say is that i'm not the best you've ever had and i will be like you fucking what fucking get back in there Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, all right. So I was with one of, I'm going to say nameless, um, but one of the properly open E&M, like ethical non-monogamous kind of situations I was in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy <laughs> stopped himself from almost saying that I was better than his girlfriend. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was just like, what? And he was like, nothing. And I was like, uh-huh. And he was just like, no, like, you're like the second best. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I was like, your girlfriend gets passed. The only time they get a pass for that is when, it's their, is when it's their partner because I'm like, well, it's just a bit mean to try and be better. But like he said, um, but yeah, he was just like, oh, I, he's like, I think that's the best second best and i was just like oh <laughs> so i was quite tough at that <laughs> but yeah i get like quite competitive in that so like yeah like i need to know that you have had a really good time sure yeah but when like, I, I need to have had a good time too yeah well yeah i don't yeah, yeah. think you really could have had a good time without you both at least meeting in the middle somewhere but like the worst thing, unless it's one of those situations where I actually can't move because mm. either you're just like, like I was fucking this guy who was like ex army, ex rugby, fucking a tank of a guy. Like it was quite intimidating. Um, and I just could not move. Just physically could not move because of the oh, weight wow. of him. Um, <clears throat> or if you're just so like restrained such that you just can't move. Right. Unless you're in like a situation like that, like the worst thing that I can ever think of as being one of those people that just lie there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like it needs to be like a two-way symbiotic yeah. experience. Uh, yeah, I've definitely dated uh, some people that uh, one in particular. When I think about that, there is one person in particular I think of that was like she really just did not participate in a way and you know mm -hmm. maybe that was my fault but uh maybe may, maybe i did not inspire her or something <laughs> but uh oh yeah like that yeah i'm not saying that's the situation here but like the only times where i have been that where it's been like you were giving nothing to work with like and i'm just like just get it done like that's the only time i've ever just been like not participating <laughs> much yeah i mean yeah just get it done 
That is... Yeah, that's not what I'm saying is to happen there, though. I don't know what yeah. happened there. That's, uh, yeah, that's not where you want to be. No, it's um, not. All right, well, <laughs> I feel... We high, and now we're, we're on a downer again. No, 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 but I, I feel like we have uh, successfully navigated uh, once more the... Um, uh, uh, the the ins and outs, the the foibles of of love, obsession, obsession, la passion, la, la passion. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that um, look, obsession is is rough. Like sometimes it can be kind of decent. Like you, you know, your last story of obsession was mostly fine. Um, so that's, you know, yeah. something, but, uh, yeah, it can, it can definitely get out of hand. It's, it's definitely one of those things that like, man, in, uh, if you are not careful, yeah, uh, I, then obsession could, could really become just, uh, you know, the, the worst thing in your life. Yeah. Uh, but also I just don't think that, I mean, I think when you actually get into levels where it's obsession, it just never ends well. Cause even if you're obsessed with each other, it's always some sort of like Bonnie and Clyde type fucking natural born killer sort of you know, thing. Not that I'm saying everyone who's obsessed with each other turns criminal, but mm-hmm. just like it, it burns out. There's got to be, there's some sort of destruction there, like in some way, shape or form, it's gonna, it can't last and it can't, it's, it's, going to be destructive because to be that like you know what what um wrapped up um in someone else like that to the point where it's obsession and it's like goes beyond your own needs and your own kind of wants in life like and the other person's doing the same thing they're putting everything into that other person mm-hmm. like that's just that can never be good no, no, no. You know, I think the moral of the story kind of is you just have to be able to maintain yourself and your own needs and your own, you know, just like the, like you you just got to keep a head on your shoulders yeah. and and understand that, like, just because you are deep into someone doesn't mean that the same is going to be true. You know, like you've got to. No. You've you've got to allow for someone to just have their own life and and understand that maybe they are not into you the way that you are into them, and that's yeah. fine. Like that just that shit happens. That's just life. And be able to have saucy corset photo shoots with the best friend. Will they? Won't they? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't. Just let me be free. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Why on earth would you want to uh, close the barn door? And yeah. uh, you know what? I'm trying to think of the how does the like the the rest of that go? Um, you know, I haven't heard that before. <laughs> like well, you know, you like you want to be free. You want to be able to run free. Oh right, yeah. You know, yeah. that's where I'm I was headed with it. But it was just don't, a, like yeah, don't close the barn door. Not barn door on me. I am not a cow. <laughs> I am a wild beast exactly you are you are a wild beast an animal just waiting uh to 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 be set loose on the world yeah or something something uh but anyway 
Um, next time we won't be talking about obsession. We'll probably talk about uh, something else. But what? Ne- uh, well, actually, next month is February. It's Valentine's. Valentine's. So we'll have to talk about love. Love. I'm a birthday. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what are you gonna be? Twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. Sure. All right. You know. Thirty six, mate. Eh, thirty six ain't bad. Thirty six is oh. in your prime. It's not bad. I got ID for alcohol the other day as well. Under twenty five. Yeah, well, but you've got a pretty young look. Yeah, I do. It's because I fucking dress like a teenager still. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 not specifically about that, but like you know, being being someone who is. Uh, young looking like you've got a face that you could be 24 or you could be 35 you know oh, i'll uh, take it yeah, yeah yeah i mean no that is look it is that's not a complaint you know uh, if it weren't honestly if it were not for the gray of my hair at this point i could probably still get away like somebody was surprised uh when i told him i was 50 yeah, that does. It, yeah, it, if I didn't already know it, like that would surprise me also. Yeah, because yeah. I, I got the baby face. I got, you know, I, I look. I can't. I can't stop these good looks. You can't. <laughs> no, should you? Yeah, look. It's a juggernaut. You get on board or you get out of the way. That's just the damn only right. Way. But you shouldn't be restrained. Mm-mm. I you, look. You, sometimes you got to throw the barn door open. <laughs> as as many important people have noted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, look, this show is almost two and a half hours long. We're going to get out of here. Um, and uh, look, thanks for joining us. Uh, Kate, where can people find more of you? Uh, well, um, there's Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds, which I do with my co host Matt. And we do reviews of movies from pre 2000s and another one from post 2000s and talk shenanigans and bullshit and that, just shoot the shit. We also have lately, occasionally, done a few interviews mm-hmm. there's one recently with jenna canal star of terrifier and the upcoming faceless after dark which if you haven't seen yet check it out it's fucking awesome um and then we also did the adams family of dpu dig and hellbender fame and uh chat to them about their new film called where the devil roams which is on tubi now um and is fucking sick if um yeah again if you haven't checked it out do so um and then yeah hopefully we've got some exciting stuff coming up we might be moving over to youtube if we can get our tech in gear when i say our tech i mean matt's laptop has been broken for the last six months (laughs) Um, but yeah uh so that's really cool and then yeah as we said at the beginning i've got an upcoming show called kate orange's book reviews which again will hopefully be on youtube but it will also be in your usual download places as an audio podcast uh so yeah that's about it really awesome uh, all right, everybody, uh, you can listen to more of me on the dark parade. Uh, also, uh, starting as of the time you hear this, uh, about the same time, um, over on Duncan and Bo come correct. We will be doing, um, a return as yes. true detective returns. Yes! We're going to be, oh my God, I'm so excited. We're going to be so talking excited. about true detective. I'm actually more excited about Duncan and Bo come correct doing detective i am and that's not to say i'm not excited about true detective because i am really excited about it but i love you guys chatting about it it's I going to be very fun i'm i I'm yes so i'm i i am as well um i'm i'm excited and th- also it's being developed by Issa lopez from uh tigers are not afraid really yeah 
sick i did not know that that's fucking awesome right like everything on paper and we know how well that goes uh based on the conversation we've had but everything on paper for this sounds like it is going to be exactly the true detective that we want i just feel if they've taken a break after this time they're only going to come back with something awesome I, it sure seems like it right especially given like the critique it's had for seasons especially season three you know like it needs to become it needs to be coming back more like i mean i still love seasons two and three i don't i think they're great but like season one true detective is just mwah. and it needs to be not necessarily okay season one true detective is top top tier yeah, yeah, yeah. but like if it can just be like even if it's just like skirting its tails a little bit like that sort of then i'll be happy yeah as long as it's in the ballpark of and i really enjoyed season three a whole lot as well. i really enjoyed season three but i feel like they're not gonna given the critique of like the criticism that season three especially got i don't think that they're gonna come back unless it's like nearer on par with season one i just don't think they would uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's going to be, I, I hope, I think it's going to be good. Um, yeah. And uh, the early reviews have been very good as well. And yeah, yeah just I, like everything about it. I'm, hey, it's tomorrow night. You know, I get to, I get to see new True Detective with Jodie fucking Foster. I know. And she's not going to come on to something unless it's good. That's that yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking as well yeah and so, yeah she doesn't need to she's fucking she's doing loads of shit she doesn't need to do it unless it's good yeah so i'm yes i'm very excited about all of this um yeah. and yeah so th- that'll probably drop uh a week after this will drop as we're recording this a week from today mm-hmm. and then the first true detective episode will drop a week after that so um yes so keep an eye out for duck and bow come correct that'll be back and kate as always thank you so much for doing this oh of course i love it thank you so much for for being a fantastic co-host and for leaving the barn door open leaving the barn door open and (laughs) and uh yeah and we'll be back in a month with more uh heart of war so see you then yeah bye bye